This is the Get A Life Podcast, X-Cult Conversations. Hi, everyone. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are here with Lane and Richard to celebrate our year end for Get a Life. We have a ton of guests coming on today to give us an update and have a little short interview. So I would like to, we'll start with Lane first and just what do you got plans for your holiday season? Well, um, definitely big meal, right? Lots of gifts did a ton of shopping, right? Which is so fun, like not having done Christmas as a kid, right? Growing up in the Brethren. Um, it's so fun to go out and like pick different gifts for for family and friends. And uh, so that's what we're doing. Um, big party, getting ready for that. I know the food's going to be amazing. The girlfriend's making uh, some pretty good stuff. I'm not sure what though, but she always makes amazing food. Um, so I'm... I'm excited about christmas now you know like i it's just a holiday we never got to celebrate and now it's such a fun thing right and i'm like and and the irony of it is hilarious because i i was laughing about it this morning um the brethren you know very uh, christian and they love jesus and yet they don't celebrate his birthday right and i'm an atheist outside the church and i love christmas you know and it's such an amazing time of year everybody's so happy getting together you're seeing your family and friends like it's an amazing amazing time of year um so i'm really excited for this podcast today have people on i want to hear about other christmases yeah. um i want to hear about uh people's plans for the new year right and if and, and if there's some you know some some friends that people have some ex-members might be like hey so-and-so might be leaving this year right Maybe that'll happen. Maybe 2024 will be the year that some people inside are going to be like, this is the year I'm getting out of the cult. Awesome. So what for you yourself personally, what do you hope comes out of all of this within the PBCC? Um, some justice, mm -hmm. right? There has to be justice for the people that have suffered. Um, yeah, I just finished Craig Hoyle's book and it was fantastic. And um, but just you can see the injustices over the years, the pain and the suffering. So I think what I want to happen is a bit of a rude awakening, right? For those that have committed crimes inside the PBCC and that are so uneducated and primitive that they believe that confessing it to a half-ass so-called priest absolves them of a crime. It doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um, so I hope for justice, justice for the victims of abuse. And do you have any updates since you've done your podcast and stuff? Is there any updates you can give us since yours? There is absolutely nothing I can tell you. <laughs> and a That's question we are going to ask everyone today is, do you have any messages for anyone inside? If you're planning on leaving, <clears throat> set 2024 as a goal, right? Um, people have left in shorter time frames than in, even in a year, right? They've done it in a couple months. So if 2024 is your year, start making those plans. Um, 
And if you if you love Mr. Bruce in there, and you're a listener and you're you hate us, buckle up. <laughs> That's my message. Oh, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I love most of you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I got to joke around a bit, right? You got to. <laughs> we'll go insane if we don't. <laughs> Richard, first Christmas. No, this isn't. This is her second Christmas. Kiki's second Christmas, isn't it? Uh, just about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't have remembered yeah. her first. Yeah. No, what are your plans so. for the holidays? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably... Well, we'll eat out a bit, for sure. Um, we have some family um, come for Christmas, so that's nice. So things get noisy and... Um, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we're probably not going a long way. We we tend to sit around and listen to Pentatonics Christmas songs or something, um, and generally be lazy. Um, that's about the extent of it. Lots of good food and, um, yeah, hiking. You know, it's nice when you've eaten too much to go out and get out into the into the wilderness and and walk some of it off so um not not terribly exciting but it's what we love to do and what are you hoping for like we have been i think this is going to be podcast is it 88 or 89 yeah and that's a lot of podcasts that we've put in what do oh, you yeah. what do you hope comes out of this or what do you think will come out of this I think it's it's actually having a huge effect inside the cult. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, quite a, a significant percentage of current members are really having their eyes open to the reality of their situation and the reality of what they're connected with. Um, I'm sure they're experiencing what what's known as cognitive dissonance in that they listen to these podcasts and they know that what we're saying is true and yet at the same time they're still clinging to the idea that the brethren is this kind of magical god's special people and god's testimony on earth and the two ideas they can't both be true so yeah I, i think a lot of people are in a very uncomfortable state of mind where they're still clinging by force of habit and indoctrination to these um, ideas that Bruce is God's representative. And at the same time, there's this awful dark shadow of um, suppressed knowledge at the back of their mind that he's really uh, a kind of an elderly furniture salesman with a bad drink habit. And you know which 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 what's going to win? I mean, the truth is going to win through, but it's going to be a painful process. Yeah, I agree. But the truth will set you free. So, um, it yeah. it can only go one way. Once you've once you've seen the light, you you can't turn it off again. So, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a painful year for people. I'm afraid. Like, put it this way: get a life podcast can't be true and bruce hales can't be true 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the cognitive dissonance that I think these these brethren members inside are some of them are having, right? Is we yeah. we we know we're telling the truth, right? And they yeah. know it. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, but he can't also be telling the truth. Yeah. Ah. So yeah. But Bruce is always right. He's incapable of he's incapable of sin and of telling a lie. So go figure, brethren. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna create some mental health issues. Do you can you share any updates, Richard, with your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I started a new job recently, which is really great. I'm really happy. Um, I'd had kind of six months or so paternity leave in effect, which was also great fun because you know, I got to spend real quality time with my baby when she was you know, in that first year of her life, which is something I'd, I suppose, missed out on in the Brethren, because Brethren lives are so busy that, you know, and while Brethren love their children dearly, they don't get the quality time to spend with them. So to actually, you know, literally have six months completely off work, just raising this, raising the baby, so to speak, that was a really magical experience and i'm sure there'll be a, a kind of a bond there between us that they wouldn't have been otherwise but yeah i'm back to work um enjoying it um keeps me young and fit and um yeah life is life is very good and what would your message be for someone inside or do you have a message for someone inside uh I don't want to name names. I mean, there are people I would love to address by name, but I, I, I guess the message is the same to all of you, really, there inside. And, um, you know, New Year's resolution for 2024, start being honest, at least with yourself, if with no one else, because that will cause the most radical change in your life that will ultimately be for your good and for the good of those around you yeah yeah very true very true well i have my kids coming home for christmas so i'm really really excited it yeah. is i am the worst i i'm just not a very good mom letting her kids fly from the nest i would prefer just to you know have them all in the same town right beside me and <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i guess you can call me a helicopter mom i just like having my kids around it's just it's super important to me so i am really excited for that and you know i always cook my a big huge turkey meal for yeah. everybody here and we we have a blast playing games i have a bunch of new games we're playing this year and we've got darts and balloons and <laughs> us at the adult kids and we're all just gonna have a blast in the garage this year and I guess my, my hope for the PBCC is very similar to Lane's. It is justice. It's accountability. I think Mr. Hales is making this way harder on himself than he needs to. Um, mm. I don't think it needs to crumble the way it, they, that it, it, it's probably going to crumble. The more he resists is the more... Um, pressure he's putting on it all you know we mm -hmm. have we've had you know people reach out 
I mean, we don't get all nice emails. We get some nasty emails. And, you know, we had an insider reach out talking about why do we, why do we name Bruce and everything instead of other individual names? And I, I, I responded saying Bruce is responsible for it all. He is the one that everybody responds to, answers to, and he gives him and his minions are the ones that give the, the rules out. So my, my true, true pinpointed hope for this is for Mr. Hales to just learn what accountability is and that it's not as bad as what he thinks it is. <laughs> I too, like Lane, cannot give any updates, um, which is, that's all, it's all good. And my message is to my parents, be the truth, tell the truth that if you truly wanted to be the parents that you said you've always wanted to be, tell the truth. Um, you will set yourself free. It's not going to be as hard as you think it's going to be. You are going to feel absolutely incredible after you do it. But to be able to sit in a very uncomfortable situation with a horrible um, story, telling the truth, even though it feels like you're being dismantled inside, will set you free. So that is my message, I guess, for everybody in there is be in the truth, like sit in the truth. And if you don't know what the truth is, sit with yourself enough, listen to your gut, your gut never lies. You'll know the truth. So with that being said, we today are going to just bring on guests one by one and have just a short little conversation with them. And our first guest of today's show is Jill Mitten. Jill <laughs> Thank you so much for taking this time and coming on. I know that you have been hard at work at so many different things. You know, really, truthfully, and honestly, you are the person that was one of the first dominoes in this entire set that went down. And even though it's taken many, many, many years for the rest of us to stand up and come along behind you. You are still very much at the front line. And there's a recliner beside you that I think you need to sit down, put your feet up and relax. <laughs> and you can do it from your laptop. <laughs> because you've put a lot of time and work into this entire movement that I think sometimes um, maybe those of our generation forget how this really started. And if you want to understand how this started, go read Jill's thesis, which is, I'll attach into the bottom of this podcast. But first of all, what are your plans over the holidays? I shall spend Christmas and New Year with my daughter Jane and her family. That's awesome. Which is really, it's going to be quiet, but New Year we're going up to the north of England and we've rented a cottage up there. Well, so we nice. shall enjoy that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It'll be good to be with family. You might even get a white Christmas. <laughs> we might. We might even get to see the Northern Lights, which oh, is yes. yeah. quite a tease <laughs> at the moment because there's yeah. quite a lot of them up there. Yeah, yeah. they've been mm. quite active here in Canada. Very yeah. active yeah. here That's in right. Canada. Yeah. yeah, sure. So one of our big questions that we are um, asking each of our guests is what changes do you hope to see in the PBCC? Okay, um, that's quite a difficult question. It is, isn't it? 
It is. It, it's, it feels quite a big question. Um, I mean, if I could wave a magic wand, I would take away all their rules and regulations, particularly the ones relating to separation and the division of families. Mm. And I would also take away their tendency to be litigious when they don't need to be. They just need to talk with us because uh, we're not really an enemy. We're just people who care. Mm. And so I think those, and I've just finished reading Craig's book, Excommunicated, which I wanted to mention because if you read that book, you can read so much the social history of his multi-generational family who spent their, their time in the Brethren. And it is quite an extraordinary piece of work, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I finished the year doing, is reading that book which is amazing. Yeah, it is. And I can second that. I just finished mm -hmm. it this morning and it's uh, it is incredible to to mm -hmm. see the uh, the multi-generational trauma basically that exactly. their doctrines um, yeah. that their doctrine exactly. has. Mm -hmm. I want to write about that this coming year in 2024. I want to collect people's stories so that we get some sense of what it's like to have that long intergenerational trauma really that's going down through several generations yeah mm. and you have been very busy <laughs> what updates do you want to give everybody with what um, you've been busy about <laughs> well i was at the ixa conference this year in uh, louisville which was a very new experience i experienced american life in in a town for the probably the first time really how different it is to here so i presented two papers there one of them was about the research which we've been trying to get underway for some time which i think is very close to being launched maybe the end of january dare i say that <laughs> cross our fingers um, so i've been working on that quite a lot the research you're doing is so, so important. Like coming from somebody like a survivor's point of view with trying to bring justice into this world and into what the PBCC have done for generations and generations. Mm -hmm. This research mm -hmm. is absolutely key because it is the research hey. that gets submitted. It's the research that everybody looks for the data. And for myself, I mean, I know that you probably get tired of me bugging you about it, but I'm like, it is, it's just, it is so pivotal. <laughs> yeah. So I from know. myself, no. I really appreciate the time that you have put into this. Yeah. Thank you. Well, people often ask me, why do I still do this? You know, I'm in my 80th year, believe it or not. And why am I still doing it? Why aren't I just enjoying the mountains at the moment? And I can't actually answer that question. It's something to do with a deep-seated feeling that things need to change. And you guys are making that change happen as well. And it's just brilliant what you've done this year. And... Um, Without being a formal organization, we have been quite extraordinary about working together and producing something. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's been on the show, it's, you know, the brethren tend to think that we are an organization. And at one point, they even thought I was the leader. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just one of the many. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... Not, uh... 
that's something really powerful there too is that it that is that there is no leader it's just a it's just a movement of people like you said that that uh, that aren't enemies of them but just um that are that are hurt by by what has happened yeah. and uh, want change mm, that's right we do mm. and that we care right we care about our families yeah. that are in still still we in do. there yeah and in a sense you know they're still our family that brethren family is in a way part of our extended family mm. we have blood relatives in there but we also have all these other people in there who i don't know why but i see them all as part of my family perhaps because they were in a sense when we were members it's like a big extended family isn't it yeah and we have shared experience yeah that's yeah. right mm. yeah. like fish and chips in the pub opposite the law courts <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather too much wine in my case. <laughs> what do you have any messages for anyone specific inside? Not anyone specific, I don't think. Except I'd like to say to Bruce Hales, would you like to come and talk with us? I would be very happy to do that. And I would have a very reasoned and reasonable conversation with you and try to help you understand how your um, doctrines and practices are still harming people, you know? And we would like to find some way of reconciliation with you. He can bring a security team and everything. Yeah. You said your sniper team. Yeah, you can have Everything. it all because none of us were, we don't care about that. It is no. truly, you know, you would think with them calling themselves a mainstream Christian church, right? That the leader yeah. of that mainstream Christian church, if there was this many, um, in their words, disgruntled ex members, that you would think that that Christianity would extend with compassion and empathy to each and every one of us. And they would actually reach out and be like, hey, what can we do to help? But, I mean, I've not received any of that. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure nobody else has. I very much doubt it. And yes. in Craig's book, again, you know, you can see it over and over again, their lack of compassion towards mm. him and his family down through the ages, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So well, thank you so much, say. Jill. No, you're very welcome. We appreciate this and appreciate your time. I want you to know that each and every one of us ex-members um, can look to you as the one that grabbed the first sheath along with a couple of other ones in your your generation and started cutting down this very weeded it's lovely to see you all okay take yeah. care Jill thank you, Much thank love you Jill. Jill. have a good Christmas you too Merry Christmas bye bye hello 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 That's hello it. welcome <laughs> Stefan how are you I'm good thanks and you we're doing great. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and to you. <laughs> Are you got big plans over the holidays? Uh, not really. Not really. Christmas for me tends to be a quiet, um, a quiet moment. Uh, I, I don't, I really don't like Christmas. <laughs> I've heard that from some people. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said, I've heard that from some people when I was booking yeah. people and that, no, they don't like, and that's okay. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, I think for some people it means joy and everything and family and all that. But I think because we're in the brethren, we were not raised with that. 
uh, I never had it, and then I never saw the magic in it, really. So anyway, that's that. So on Christmas Day, I'm off to Monaco with my boyfriend, and we're going to see The Phantom of the Opera, Andrew Lloyd's <laughs> Webber musical. That's awesome. <laughs> So that's a really, yeah, that's really nice. That's a good trip. We tend to do um, different things these days. I've, I've really tried in the past to um, get into the spirit. And, um, you know, like two of my brothers are out and they're doing Christmas with their families and they've got kids and they've gone on to the habit of now doing the Christmas thing. But I just couldn't get round to it myself. I just, I'm quite a cynical when it comes to Christmas, frankly. <laughs> I just think the whole thing's <laughs> way overrated. <laughs> yeah i have to say that for me it was like having kids is what um got me into the christmas spirit was having kids and yeah then i just make it about eating and games <laughs> yeah 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 you have been very busy lately i have i have no I'm, yeah I'm really do you want to let the viewers and listeners catch them up to date with how busy you've been been and like what you've been up to oh well what do you want do you want me to talk about my business yeah okay cool <laughs> why not <laughs> why not well i've had a, a, a really good commission i've been doing uh, luminous tutus for a, a cabaret here in the south of france and they've been traveling already around the world they've been like several times in france and then they've been abroad they've been to morocco on a couple of occasions um so that's really good i'm doing a wedding dress right now for a wedding that's going to take place at the beginning of january and i'm busy giving my classes my couture classes in the evening so yeah it's good it's good because I've only recently moved to my new atelier, so it was a kind of, I've taken a gamble, I've taken a risk, and it seems to be working out. So that's really cool. That's awesome. And how was it wow. after your podcast? Like, once your podcast was released, how was that for you after? Oh, that was really cool. Yes, I had some very good returns. Um, I was actually amazed at how many uh, people, like, contacted me past that. Some from the Facebook page, uh, well, the ex-peeps Facebook page, uh, so some ex-members, uh, and that was nice. But also, I published it on, I posted it on my personal page, and so some of my people that really didn't know my story have uh, made the effort to to listen to it because I did warn them. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm rambling for two hours on this podcast, but uh, some people just listened to it and they made the. You know, it was nice that they came back to me and they said that oh, we never knew you kind of briefly maybe mentioned it once or like, you know, because I don't it's not something you talk about. And if people don't really ask, apart from those who suddenly realize you've not seen such and such film and you've got to explain <laughs> yeah. other, other than that, you know, now my my past is like long ago in the peeps so i'm um, you know i don't i don't really discuss it so loads of people have discovered that aspect of me <laughs> what changes do you hope to see come out of the pbcc um i don't know i don't know like in last time when we had the conversation it was only in the summer and when we finished we you know we had a brief talk and i was saying surely the wall thing is going to implode at any moment but i'm kind of wondering now if it is going to implode or not um i kind of think yes but i don't really know how it would happen uh it was really interesting that in the recent podcast all, all about aberdeen mm -hmm. and i really really enjoyed them and i really enjoyed uh, paul flower as well who um was explaining the life in the rentons and i was like oh yes of course i mean what happened to the people that left at that time we just we were never told that 
and I kind of never imagined what their life would have been because some of them didn't leave like I did. I wanted to be out. So I left the Brethren and had my life. But some of the people who left at the Aberdeen time, they kind of were still in the wanting to, you know, to go to meetings and have the six o'clock on the, on the Sunday and all that. Uh, so I felt really sorry for these people that they were kind of pushed out purely on the fact that they didn't follow uh, Big Jim. And it, then, you know, they had to, to just kind of reinvent their life after that. It was like really, and, and you never talked about that in the peeps. So, um, so that was really nice to see his podcast. I've actually got in touch with him uh, past that to say thank you very much because I, I really thought that's really, really interesting. Mm. Yeah, he's such so, an incredible person, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And so in, in when you see that, you think, well, if something was to happen, of course, he wouldn't take the same shape and form. I don't think Bruce is going to go and find a nurse and be found in bed <laughs> with her. <laughs> 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 Else we don't know. Um, but... Uh, I think what's happened re in recent years is that the wall thing has turned into such a business that it's no longer even, a, you know, a Christian church at all in my eyes. Well, it kind of already wasn't 30 years ago, but <laughs> it now is even worse than that. It's completely past that. And I'm like, they are so trapped into um, a system where they're, they're all life and professional life and family life and their mortgages and their everything is 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 in the peeps now like their insurances so their schooling system so i'm like if there's a crisis that happens i kind of like i'm a little bit worried to that some people would you know some of my family but you know uh, broadly so some of the the peeps would like find it really difficult to adjust and and figure out what to do because loads of them just are so trapped in the system they don't question things so i don't know i don't know what would happen tell me what's your views <laughs> i think they'd all fall for pyramid schemes immediately <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're in one already, so <laughs> yeah. I think they uh, they like like if the church fell apart tomorrow, let's say, right, or or there was a big split, and there was like you said, there was people that were kind of forced out en masse that didn't want to leave. They still wanted to be part of that. I think if they were forced to try and adjust into society now, it's so fast paced um, that they would fall for all the spam and tricks and and any kind of dealing without that protection of the brethren society that, that they have they all do business with each other and stuff now right and they protect each other and yes they Correct. do business with the outside world but i feel if they were forced split there would be a lot of uh just falling apart i don't know i know i know i'm like you i think there would be a lot of damage actually and 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 i really which is why sometimes i'm thinking well if it happens what you know, well, hey, what are what am I going to do with regards to my family? But what what can we do as as a group to say, well, to to offer some form of support? Because I'm really I'm serious. So some people will just crumble down because their wall what they existed if it crumbles, <laughs> what happens? Yeah, cult fall fall apart. Well, you know what I mean. Like you you look at the history of of the cult and the dedication gets more and more and more dedicated, more and more dedicated. And yes, people fall away. 
Um, but it doesn't seem to end well, right? There doesn't seem to be great endings to cults. No, exactly. Um, and that's that's terrifying, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I think they're so business-driven these days, and the wall thing is so much about money and controlling them through their money that I just don't really – I can't really see how he's going to um, explode or implode. Um It'll be interesting when Bruce goes because is it going to stay in the family? Are they like acting as a dynasty <laughs> from now on? You know, is it going to be one of the sons or the son-in-law like rumor has it? You know, uh, or is there some American somewhere or some English that's going to say, no, it's me. I'm the new elect vessel. You know, how are they going to fight for the role, for the title? I just uh, want to know how I can bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should settle it by hand-to-hand -hand combat. I mean, it provide good yes. entertainment, if nothing else. Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Game yes. of Thrones style. Yes. Trial they by can make a lot of money off of it. You know, it'd be a whole yeah, new business deal. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, what happens with dynasties is that is that you get a situation when you've got two of the sons and they both think they're the heir. Yeah. And then, and then the fight starts. And, I mean, it's brutal stuff. I mean, yes. you even see it in family businesses, but when it gets to the level you're controlling multi-billion dollar empires, and I mean, the situation in the Peebs is the oldest son is, is you know, apparently totally irresponsible, real loose cannon. Um, the next one down is more sort of level-headed. So, you know, the oldest son's going to think it's his by reason of his just being the oldest son. The next one yeah. down's going to think, well, it's mine because I'm the one with the brains around here and I haven't screwed up so bad. And then there's the son-in-law who's the outsider. So I, I can see a really interesting three-way fight. And, you know, I'd be really happy to sell ammunition to all parties at a good markup. I think it could be a very <laughs> profitable business. Don't you guys think it's a shame that we couldn't somehow get them to accept a reality TV show? <laughs> in, right? Like, oh, yeah. would not this make the? It would make billions, oh, billions. It would be the most series. popular show in the world. Yeah, it would beat out the Kardashians. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Well, I mean, isn't uh, yeah, that yeah. isn't that exactly what we're doing here? You know. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, giving some hilarious. insight into the into Sign the up show. For a blow-by-blow blow account of the <laughs> dynasty, of the Hales dynasty wars. Uh, well, I think they're shaken, actually, and part of it, uh, Cheryl and Lane and Richard, is, is because of all these podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think they, they feel shaken. I don't think they feel secure right now, frankly. I, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, he's watching us, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're watching what's their next step. Like, they're probably planning this you know, they're probably putting on their minds together and figuring out what happens next. Because, yeah. you know, like the Palmy party, was it like, you know, why why did that happen? Yeah, they, well, they, yeah. they're definitely on. They're trying to win their people over right now. They yeah. are. They, they I mean, especially just even since the universal meetings, we know that, you know, there was a lot of get a life podcast subjects brought up. And they are. Oh, the recent ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Aberdeen cool. was a, yeah, a huge topic in them. So we know Bruce Hales is um, very much, Aberdeen is a thorn in his side. So he's constantly got to be, you know, oiling that machine so that it doesn't break down. And I too, I do. I think it's, I think the biggest breakthrough is going to happen when he goes and 
someone has to take over. I think that's when that's that's when the 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 weakness is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, Stefan, thank you so much for joining us for just this little short excerpt. We really appreciate it. I was so happy when you were able to come on. And like always, whenever you come on, it's a big, huge smile on the face. There's laughter. There's You just spread that joy. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so cool. much and have a great new year. Yeah, thank you very much. And all you three, have a great new year. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you. Merry yeah. Christmas. Thank you, Stefan. Take care, Stefan. Right. Okay. Bye. 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 Hi. Welcome, Pam. How are you? I'm good. How are how's everybody? Good. We're doing good. really good. Yeah, we're great. Yeah. Good. You got how what are your big plans for the holidays? Well, I'm in Florida right now, which is uh you. it's beautiful here. I don't know if you can see outside. Nice. But uh yeah, leave Bruce and I are leaving tonight to fly home to Winnipeg. And uh <laughs> see the grandkids and have dinners and yeah it's going to be great go to a couple of christmas parties oh, some breakfast with girlfriends yeah it's good yeah that's we good. haven't seen you you're one i think you were podcast number three so we haven't had an update from you for a long time how did you find after your podcast what did you find that it had a good response on your end of things i know on our end it did I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good, especially with Andrea too. Right. Because she was, <laughs> I don't think she was had left by then right? and she was listening to it. So it was kind of exciting. And then when wow. I found out that she had left, it was even more exciting, but it was good. A lot of friends were like, Oh, wow. You know, didn't realize you went through all that. Mm -hmm. but kind of brings everything to the surface, but you know, it was such a long time ago, too, for me. Mm -hmm. But it was good. It's been good listening to all the podcasts. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Getting it out there. Yeah. It, it makes, it brings things to light, right? And it's changing. It changing yeah. things, which is amazing. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. listening inside there. Yeah. And you you three and, and Carmen, man, you guys and others, too, I see now more people are joining in helping out in different areas of the world. Right. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. What so. changes do you hope comes out of this for the PBCC? I just wish they could see the light and to share their, I just wish they could get it. You know, I feel sorry for them. Like I, I, I think like, what do you, what are, what's going to end up happening to them? You know, and they don't see it. Like, how can they not see it? That mm -hmm. it's a cult. You know? Yeah. I I hope I don't I think I just hope that they can see the truth. Mm. For the most part. Right? Cause cause really they're they're heading for disaster. I mean, they're getting more and more extreme, and at some point the bubble's going to burst for them yes. and, and it's going to be very, very messy. Um, and the fact that we're exposing what they're doing, they've either got to kind of double down or back up a bit, turn around, but they seem to be doubling down. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can save the organization, but can you save the people? That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> 
yeah as many yeah, as like, possible right yeah yeah like i guess lane and all of you you know we all look at our families right and think man wouldn't it be great to be able to see our families mm. but but mostly wouldn't it be fantastic for them to see the light and for the, yeah. them to see the truth you know for them to to go into like my parents like passed away in that they never they never saw what it was really what was really going on mm. and it's scary that they don't believe it yeah mm -hmm. you know what when i said to letter cheryl actually um i don't know if lane told you but after uh, my podcast, I sent a letter to all of anyone that I could get a email address from Lane. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I sent an email to all of my family and saying, like, I've just I've just heard from Cheryl, Cheryl Hope and what she's gone through. I said, how how can you how can you be in that religion? I just don't know exactly how I worded, but how can you be in that religion and I said, you're just as much to blame if you're if you're not doing something about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what he said to me? I just could not believe it. He replied, he said, do not get involved in this, Pam. If it's true, uh, God is looking after it right now. I replied, David, I said, you say if? Are you kidding me? How dare you say if this yeah. is true? Hmm. And I never heard back from him. I never heard back from anybody since that day. I couldn't believe it. Well, if I said, how dare you say that? How dare you say that? I think that's the hard part in every story that has come forward, right? That again, yeah. I go back to this whole thing about them being a mainstream Christian church. Like to me, when I think about a true Christian, um, to me, the the whole Christianity is all about compassion. It's about love. It's about acceptance. It's about sitting down, having heart to heart conversations and not like none of these survivors have had these heart to heart conversations with anybody. Like, it's just, it is definitely, I think not only myself, but many other survivors go through is where you have, it is a kick in the gut. It is a kick in the gut. But at the same time, I'm grateful. I am the age I am now. And I'm grateful that um, I'm grateful for the therapy that I have now because it teaches you really how to allow the truth to unravel the, the way it needs to unravel. But the little girl in us, the little kids in us, the, the ones of us, the, the pieces inside us that had to endure what we endured, that's the part that catches up to you at 2 a.m. And on those days when you're tired and you're sick and everything kind of comes at you. So it is, it's hard to hear what their responses are inside there when they call themselves Christians. And, um, but I do know we've got such a tight knit family out here that the support amongst the survivors has been absolutely incredible. And I think each and every one of us takes comfort in that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And that's good that you have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and all of these podcasts are just like, you know, at first I thought, Oh, nothing will ever change. Oh, it, it changes, mm -hmm. you know, and that, um, that land where's that in New York or, or in in Chicago, Chicago. I thought, wow, the power of the power of people information. 
right? They bring the truth coming out. Life. The truth coming out. Wow, the power of that is amazing. So yeah. good on all of you guys for starting this. <laughs> Proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on on like our third episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a long time ago, right? It's wild and, how far like we've come. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. would do you have a message for anyone inside or to the PBCC specifically? Well, to the PBCC, please think about these things. Get some information and don't be so blind. Please don't be so blind and sucked in because it's not true what's going on, what, what you're supporting, what you're listening to every day is not true. So find the truth. Yeah. And to anyone leaving, you can do it. Look at us. We did it and we're okay. <laughs> Right? Yes. <laughs> yep, we are exactly. thriving, not just surviving. <laughs> not yeah. just surviving. We are doing really well. Think of, exactly. you know, Richard, what you went through and having to hide and, and, and Cheryl and Lane and like everybody, like we, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah. Absolutely. Out. I love that. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so you much. Better. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay. Love take care, Pam. Yeah, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. And we're back with Ben and Craig, who have been added to our panel, and then we'll bring on some more guests. Welcome, Ben, and welcome, Craig. Uh, that really wanted you both on our panel, as you've both been really into the public's eye lately and very busy with this whole movement. So we'll start with you, Ben. And maybe you could just give the viewers and listeners an update with what's gone on in your life in the last little bit since we've seen you. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect to have so much response publicly. I guess. Do you know? I, I've always said this that I thought that I would one day share the other people's stories, the people that I helped leave, not my own, because I didn't really think it was that interesting um, until I, you know, last April started sharing my seventh year anniversary of leaving the cult and I started sharing my experiences and it got so much traction. I literally had to get up an hour earlier just to do videos every morning. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of stepped back from that a little bit just because uh, business and work life, which will always come first, has been quite hectic. Um, but yeah, it, it's been quite a journey and, and a great, it's very cathartic too. It, it's unlocked a lot of memories, which, you know, can be a lot to sit with and process. But that's okay because that's all in view of growth, right? Um, it's been it's been really interesting. I've had so many journalists, people that that are stuck in there, reach out. Um, people that have gone through similar situations with other cults or high demand religious groups. I've met so many different new people. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really. And overall, I guess it's kind of restored my faith in humanity. I guess you could say is that mm -hmm. generally the general consensus, and and I haven't had any negative feedback only from within the brethren. So, I mean, it means I'm doing something right. So it's just been a really interesting journey um, as well as quite therapeutic. So, And I'll in. touch a link to Ben's most recent um, compilation of his TikTok videos that was picked up by a group called Happiest and it went absolute viral. I think it's, what is it, sitting at 1.6 million views. And yes. Yeah, it's a it's a wow. very very incredible video that she put together. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Like I, I had done like three, the, the, out of the 70, 80 videos I've done on TikTok, there was like three of them that had like hit the, hit the 1 million view mark. Mm-hmm. I think actually the first, the one of the most viral was 2.4 million. So I worked out the other day that that is like 60, uh, 40 times the amount of followers Bruce Hales has. Not that that means anything. I mean, I'm not. Well, it does. To <laughs> that's amazing though. Um, that's, a, that's amazing. It, it just, it's interesting to think that, it, I don't know, it really puts into perspective how small that group is and how, I guess, even more insular their, their thought processes and, and then, you know, as we all know, because we've all experienced it. Um, no, it, it's been really good and it's brought a lot of us together. Um, you know, we're all feeling like working on the same front line, I guess you could say, in, in varied parts of the globe. And it's really brought us all together to stand up to what is a very toxic uh, group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What changes do you hope to see come out of this PBCC movement that we've all been a part of? Um, the changes I, I think we are seeing, like obviously we all want change now and want it to be expediated, but we're all human and and the reality is that everything does take time. You know, you think about ourselves, you know, it's taken me seven years to, to speak up about it. There's a lot to unlearn. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot lot to happen in order for somebody to leave and yes we might all want them to all leave tomorrow and and the whole cult to be debunked but that's not a reality and also very un- unrealistic and unfair i guess on the members because it's we, we wouldn't be able to cope with it like i think of the 15 16 people that i've helped leave it, it's quite draining it's quite it's quite a lot you have to give and we want to be able to do it properly we want to have a safe landing place for these people and i think we're, we're managed managing to cope with that as as it's happening i don't think a major influx of them leaving would is ideal um so i think the changes i i'd like to see is that the awareness that people are aware that we're here we're here to support them um on their time you know take your time leaving it's not an easy choice mm-hmm. um and you you want to make sure it's the right one for you because I, I, there are some people like I can't see leaving. You know, there, there are some people that it suits their way of life. It does it does support and champion a straight white male. Like it it, it is a ideal situation for them. Um, so yeah, take your time with it. That's the change I want to see awareness. And I you know one of the the points that the leader Bruce Howell said to me was that there are more people that have overcome your homosexuality than them that have left. And I want to see that change. I want to see that my community, there is a safe place for you out here to be yourself, authentically yourself. And whether that's male or female, um, the, the gay community, I want them to know that there is a safe place out here. You don't have to stay in a toxic homophobic environment that you are in. That's it. It's incredible. Um, how many people that you've helped, um, you know, I think one thing I, I was surprised by is just how many ex members, actually help other people leave right it, it's just such a a common thing to want to help other people escape that that's amazing it's constant like i do hear like obviously i hear a lot of rumors about me from in there from the people that i still talk to in there and like recently randomly apparently i was being paid by another outsider who apparently has a lot of money um you know twenty five thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars for every person i help escape i'm like Okay, well, where where is it? You know, I'll give you my bank details. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Um, and 
you know, it's, it's just really refreshing to hear that, you know, that a lot of young kids that I've spoken to recently that want help leaving, they're like, oh, my God, we, you know, we thought you were an old, bitter apostate man, not a 32-year-old guy. Like, we found you on Instagram. I was like, oh, wait, is this the same person? So I think I think it's really interesting when they start to re- rewrite the narrative that they have in their head yeah. that yeah. They, they put around about you versus reality. We're just normal people, but we also have a backbone and we're, we're just standing up to what are, you know, what is a toxic community in order to help people you know leave that that's it there's no other ulterior motive no money unfortunately i think it's that's really a good point to make is that having all these people come on the podcast it does help rewrite the narrative that has been said in there and that's happened just recently on some podcasts where i had an insider message me about what he had heard and to stay away from a certain person, which was completely false, false information. I had the legal documents and what was just a simple misdemeanor against UBT was written as a narrative. And there is this complete and utter horrible sexual predator. So I guess to the insiders is that a lot of what you are told about the ex-members and opposers is completely false so listen when you do listen to these podcasts listen and allow yourself to really hear the truth that's coming out of the horse's mouth um ben what kind of what message do you have for anybody inside um i had this like whole big thing in my head that i was going to say to bruce hales but then i'm like no i'm not giving him the day or time you know what this message is for my community for anybody in there that is closeted or or struggling with their sexuality um i hear you and i'm sure craig you can speak the same we feel you we've been there and after hearing about suicides that happened this year i there, there is another way and it's a lot more peaceful and safe you don't have to be somebody else you know, that you can be your authentic self out here. You can find family that loves you just as you are. You don't have to change for. And and a network of friends that will champion you, you know, support you all the way. So I guess that is my message. I, I was in such a state of despair and, and a dark, lonely place when I was in there. And I did not know of the outside world or anybody that was um, able to ever support or, or even just a friendly word here or there. So there is a whole community, a safe landing pad for you out here um, that is willing and happy to support you because already it's a difficult thing to leave, let alone have having to face your sexuality on top of that. So that that's my message. Don't, you know, at, at one point suicide to me was a positive alternative um, now it's, I couldn't think of anything far from it. And I don't, I, I sometimes look back and think that that's a story somebody told me about myself. That's how far different your life could be to where you are now. And yes, it's been seven years, but hey, the time's going to pass anyway. So why not make it worth your while? Why not live that life that you only get one opportunity for um, and live it fully, live it authentically, but live it fully. Such a good message. And Craig, you've had a very, very busy year and more so since your book came out. Do you want to share the updates that you've been through lately? (laughs) It's hard to know where to start, Cheryl. Um, So, yes, my book came out, um, Excommunicated, um, in November. And thank you. Um, There's been a lot of attention around that. Um, It's been covered by all of the major media outlets in New Zealand, and there's been a lot of talk about it on social media. Um, 
and an interesting um, that's been selling out at the bookshops in Invercargill where I grew up, which I thought was funny. Uh, <laughs> and um, there's been such demand for it at the Invercargill Library that they've moved it to the trending section. Um, so <laughs> I think there's a lot of interest from people down there. And <clears throat> the thing that I find interesting is that a lot of people on the inside seem to be reading the book as well. Um, and feedback is coming through from different places. And um, what Ben was saying about the narrative that's told about us, you know, I would say um, to anyone who's still in there, like I have no doubt that I have, well, I know that I've been painted as a terrible person for 14 years now, and no doubt this book will be painted as something wicked and evil. Um, but to anyone who's wondering, I would say just, pick up a copy, go and get it from the library, go and get it at the bookshop and read it and make up your own mind. Um, <clears throat> there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking questions. Yeah. And what, like, what hope, like, what do you hope to see change from, let's just go straight to your book because that book, like from what I've heard, I haven't got the copy of it yet. I'm super excited to read it. I know Lane just finished his this morning and I mean, stay tuned to everyone in the new year when we have a whole podcast dedicated to Craig and his book, but what change do you hope this book brings? So one of the messages that I was really clear about putting through with this book is that um, the harm that has been caused by the Brethren, by the PBCC, has been going on for such a long time. This wasn't just me. This was also my parents, my grandparents, my great-great-grandparents, going all the way back to the 1840s is the earliest we know of anyone in my family being impacted by Brethren doctrine in terms of pushing and pulling um, family situations. And so... This is something that has been going on for 200 years. And there's, um, it's not just our individual trauma, it's the intergenerational trauma that we're all living with that's just sort of layers upon layers of harm that's been caused. And so I hope that this book serves to teach people about brethren and who they are and also really demonstrate some of the, what in my view, are falsehoods being put around um, one of the things that brethren are often saying now in their press statements is that they're a mainstream Christian church. Um, and from where I sit, nothing could be further from the truth. And so I think attention to that, um, really getting home the message to the public about who they are. And the other thing here in New Zealand that we're really looking out for is the Royal Commission, which has been yeah. investigating the brethren for a couple of years now, is set to release its findings in March. So we're keeping a close eye on that. Yeah, perfect. I, yeah, I finished the book. It's incredible. We're going to do a podcast and speak about it in depth. Um, but I really want to encourage everyone listening to pick up a copy and read that because the history is incredible um, to see just the, the pain and suffering that the doctrine of separation has caused for, like you said, 200 years. And on that note, I just want to say, Craig, I got an email back from your publisher. So to anyone in Australia that's listening, I will be stocking Craig's book in my shop. Love that's it. That's amazing. <laughs> and if you can't afford it, I'll ship it out to you as a Christmas gift just to get it out there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, um, and yeah, same thing in New Zealand. Um, I do have a stack of author copies and so if anyone does want to discreetly get a copy without going via a bookshop or the library i'm more than happy to arrange that and have already done that for a few people perfect 
Uh, do you guys do Ben? Do you have any plans for the holidays, or Craig? Do you guys have plans for the holidays? Uh, I am finishing up at the end of this week, and then we're heading up north. My partner's family have got a beach house um, up in Northland, just across from the beach, and so there'll be a lot of swimming and a lot of. I'll be reading some books, um, and then we're going camping for New Year's. I just want to switch off and not think about the vision for a while. <laughs> yes, yes. No it, it is so important yeah. to do that, isn't it? Yeah, because it can yeah. it can consume us. It really can consume us. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you, I ben? don't really have any plans to do absolutely nothing, which I enjoyed. Well, I don't actually enjoy doing that. I can't seem to switch off. But I'll be spending it with my cousins, um, just doing what we do, you know, enjoy life, enjoy each other's company, um, just, you know, really simple. There's nothing major, exciting, a holiday, like trips planned or anything this year, just, just enjoying being present with people we love. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the panel with us today. And with that, we'll bring in our... Next guest. So our next guest is Lynette from Chicago. And everybody is going to be familiar with her face from the Chicago meeting room hall fiasco that went on. <laughs> so welcome. How are you? Doing great. How's everyone? Good. Do you have plans for Christmas and the holidays? Um, I got my tree. Um, <laughs> Christmas, we usually just have Christmas Eve and we eat breakfast for dinner. Yummy. It's our nice. So it's like waffles and hash browns and it's everything. It's just a fun spread. And then we have Secret Santa. So we All the don't kids are coming home. Fun. Yeah. Everybody comes home and we don't do a big I, I'm not material. I don't like all the all that stuff. So it's yeah. just it's just like two gifts each and not even that expensive each one. And then we just, I don't know. It's just, it's just getting together and, and enjoying, enjoying being together for a little bit. Yeah. I hear you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Love your tree, by the way. Thank you. It's great. It's, just, it's, it's really plain this year in honor of um, it's, it's blue. Cause a little side story, Dan's mom passed away Christmas morning of 2022 and she for some reason she always got away with it but she would have a little tiny string of blue lights every christmas that she would put on the mantle of their fireplace Aww. so this year we're honoring her with blue nice i love Beautiful. it i love it yeah. so do you how's your life been post all the chicago podcast stuff um it's good i i'm still keeping very much on the pulse there in south barrington there's like a well, they have a group where you can write in and keep things up to date. And they, the park district has, um, it's this Friday, every Friday, they answer questions that the community will pose. So <clears throat> that's been helpful for everyone to see what's actually really going on, if they're being truthful. I mean, I think they are this time, they're being way more, because the brethren still plan to, um, they're also going to try again <clears throat> when the land goes back up for auction on, in February. They are doing some changes with the, the, the sale of it this time where whoever buys it actually has to pay tax. They're, they're suggesting that they have to pay taxes though, right? Well, they're hoping, they're hoping that they can do that. So <clears throat> I don't know how that's actually going to work because a church doesn't pay taxes. So that's maybe their way of 
pushing out the PBCC in a nice way. I don't know. Yeah. So every Friday there's a new <clears throat> until until this um until February every Friday there's a a new list of questions that they answer that the community is sending in. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, just thinking on that right there, that's an interesting way to approach communities about municipalities that might have uh, the PBCC wanting to buy up land, right? Is be like, well, why don't you put a motion forward that's, do we want this property to be sold to a place that pays taxes or do we not care about taxes, right? And right. most government bodies are probably going to go, yeah, I guess we do want a tax paying business well, there or a tax paying something, right? Yeah, that's what the whole thing has been. That's what the community is so angry about is is the reason that the this land is being sold is because they need the money even though the brethren are using the PBCC, they're fighting back and saying it was um like freedom of religion attacking on that. And it's not that at all. It's literally, we need to get the most we can out of this land. And having a church on it, we're going to get nothing. And yeah. there'll be no, like, they're so self-inclusive, they're not even going to be out in the community. And so, no. Mm -hmm. What changes do you hope to see? come out of this PBCC movement? I would like to, for them to take some responsibility, honestly, but, or at least if not responsibility, at least like some acceptance instead of just always pushing, pushing it away and telling the brethren a different thing instead of what's actually really happening. Like the propaganda part of it is just, mm -hmm. I wish that would, Whatever keeps them going is the the rhetoric over and over the same thing so that they they believe what they're being told because they don't know anything else, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why this is good, right? This Get a Life podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the ones that are the ones that are listening to it are the ones that are probably more confused because they have both sides coming in now and they have to they have a choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they have a they have a responsibility to make a choice do the right thing so yeah yeah and do you have any message for anyone inside a message for anyone inside well i could or them in general yeah well i i mean sister-in-laws brother-in-laws aunts and uncles my goodness i could go on and on i just just reply to my text really i guess for my one uncle in maple creek who ignores me like just reply to me like i'm not scary you know, and you know who you are. What Lynette is referring to here is the way she's been ignored by her uncle, Don Boyer. She's asked more than once for a copy of her grandfather's will. Yeah. Well, thank you, my dear. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and updating us. And we will see you again. Much love to okay. you. Bye. Merry Christmas. See you. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Lindy, to the show. How are you doing? Great. I'm, I'm doing really good. Thanks. I've just got off a Zoom um, with a bunch of people working towards um, planning for a decult conference in New Zealand that um, another woman is running called Anka Richter. So I'm really excited for that. There's lots of um, positive things happening out there. It's an incredible kind of time to, of society. There's so much awareness eh, about these groups and the impact of them. And there's just increasing opportunities available for former members to help them with their recovery and transition out and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give the listeners and viewers an update from when we've seen you last, give an update with Olive Leaf and pretty much where you're sitting right now? 
well, sitting on a lime green couch, of course. But um, no, yeah, Olive Leaf is, um, yeah, we're, what are we, you know, nine or 10 months into launching. So not, not you know, we're still really, really fledgling and we're still establishing lots of the things that we do hope to be able to offer going forward. But um, I mean, I looked at the some of our, what we've done over the last few months and um, I was I was amazed. Like we've been contacted, you know, between eight and 10 times a week by different people like ever since we've launched um obviously a, a huge number of them are connected with the brethren um but there's also people from other high demand groups trying to leave um and as well people offering support but i mean i think that's an amazing amount of contact to absolutely um, yeah. yeah i mean i think it is within the seat the, the the wider scene is that in new zealand there's nothing for there's no other established entities for supporting people leaving high demand groups whereas in i know in america and in england and that kind of thing there's um there's been entities like that around for decades so in many ways it's like a new sort of um field here that in new zealand that there's only just beginning to get a greater level of awareness now so yeah that we're looking i'm excited for next year because um we're hoping to be able to like offer recovery weekends for former members with therapists and um wow. more like peer support groups and um yeah as well as training for therapists and things like that so it's it's exciting that's yeah. incredible and it's so needed it's so needed what what changes do you hope to see come out of this movement within the PPCC? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a few things I've been I've been cracking up lately because I'm on a couple of XJW forums um, and I've been amazed at, like I'd always heard over the years that there's similarities with the JWs, but I'd never really had to do with any. Um, and I've had to do with some more lately and joined a couple of these forums. And it's so funny because it's just like, it's so similar to the brethren. Like even the other day, there was a big blow up because someone had said, "Oh, you all need to stop being so angry and move on." And everyone was like, "You know, just exactly like what happens on the ex-brethren sites of going like, how dare you? How dare you? We're allowed to be angry. It's you know, it's injustice and all that." And I was like, oh, I've, I've seen all this before." But the funny thing is, is that the JW leadership forever has forbidden facial hair for men. Um, and they have suddenly done an about turn and just done this announcement from the top. The Lord has, you know, turned a corner. That's not their language. But basically, they've said they've got new light. That facial hair is now allowed for men. And there have been people excommunicated over this and all sorts of issues. So the ex-member world is blowing up. Um, and, and you know, and, and rightly so. And so I'm going, PBCC, let's bring on a change in the facial hair policy for men and, and for women for next year. Let's, come on, Bruce, bring it on. Bring about a change in facial hair. Let's, let's see that change. Like, and what about women for women? Like, how exactly. about pants? Start with pants, too. I want to see pants for women, because that's ridiculous. Like, that is so old school in, in the PBCC. You're they right. Never really shorts, shorts for the guys. Shorts yes. For the guys. Yeah, shorts for the guys. Yes. Shorts yeah. for the guys. Guys, yeah, just shorts for the guys. That would be amazing. Yeah, I, I always was so frustrated that you couldn't, you know, you can't climb a fence in, in, in a skirt. There's so many things you can't do. It's ridiculous. Um, the second one that I'd like, that I'm... I don't think this would be a good thing, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in um, no contraception. Again, it's been a rule in the past, and then it's sort of, but I've been thinking about it, and I reckon they're going to be worried about all the people leaving, because that's like, 
that's that's a key part of their market base and, and where they're getting their money from is from their own people. And with increasing numbers of people leaving, they're going to be a bit worried and trying to figure out how to um, increase their membership. And because they don't really recruit, I think they're going to bring in a no contraception thing to try and get people to breed a bit more. So that's a change I think we might see. Um, I thought that was already in. Well, some people do it behind the. Some people do it, but nobody knows about it, right? Like I'm sure if they were yeah. found out, it would not be a very like, good. Thing. I, I distinctly remember my priest going, "No, you don't use condoms. That's stopping a life." Like it's right, right, yeah. I think they've loosened off on it though. We're, like you know, there's there's hardly any families who have got over six kids these days, whereas you know the younger ones anyway. So I think they'll be bring it in, saying, "Come on, you, you guys need to be you know popping out a kid a year every year for ten years and that sort of thing." Because um, back in that back in the 70s, but then how does that fall into their narrative? Sorry, no, I was going to say back in the seventies, if you hadn't had children for a couple of years, the priests were around on your door wanting to know why, what was going on. Yeah, yeah, oh. I think they might. Yeah, I reckon they might bring back some of that, but you know, that's just that's just a theory I've got. That's just a theory. I I, I feel like while Bruce is alive, they weren't like it was his ruling that three were you know optimum and. And I guess how does that line up with their narrative of like there won't be any kids or children born as we like get closer to the rapture, like two years before the rapture? Well, oh, maybe the contraceptives thing will be handed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that will yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, that is a really strange belief. Hey, that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting yeah, to see another I'm... option for betting and gambling here. I mean, you know, we can. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this earlier that (laughs) we have another business side deal that we're going to start betting on things. (laughs) Sports gambling on the PBCC. It will be interesting to see what other, yeah, business initiatives they they come up with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, what's another change? Um, Yeah, no, in all seriousness, I do hope that um, what I would love to see, of course, is a change from the top in the doctrine of separation. They've done such massive about turns on so many other significant things like technology. We also hear all the time that they're eating with people for business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those are massive changes theologically and socially. And so I'm hoping that, you know, hey, why don't they bring about that change formally from the top and, Mm -hmm. and loosen up on separation? They're trying really hard to say they're just a mainstream Christian church. They're wanting to get away from the extreme label. Well, the separation thing is their most extreme practice. So really, if they want to get away from that, that's the first one that they need to ditch. Yeah, I agree. And and greater awareness for members to know what the official leaders have actually agreed to. Because so often we're seeing the leaders are agreeing to one thing on paper and then none of the members have any idea that it's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Can you give an example there, Craig? Um, like, for instance, the faith and practice document um, yes. that was agreed to in the UK, which says that the PBCC will provide all practical and financial support to people who leave the community. Um, yeah. But the reality is we're just not seeing that with people who leave. Yeah. And I can attest to that, Craig, because when that came out, I um, was on somewhat email terms with my father and I asked him in an email, I said, have you seen, do you know about this document? And I named the document that came out of the UK Charity Commission. Um, And he said, no. And Mm. I said, okay, here you go. And I said, by the way, check out paragraph whatever 
on their on your apparent doc, doctrine of of non-separation right that is complete bullshit that you don't even know about Mm-hmm. And it is it is available in PDF form. I believe it's a PDF form that so if anybody is looking for the copy of it to send to their parents or send to their aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, whoever it is, it's always attached at the end of all of our podcast descriptions in every single one. Same as the Olive Leaf Network is in every single one. Um, if we walk in the light is in every single one. You make use of those documents and those you can send in an email and they'd be able to open them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Lindy, yeah, do you I mean, have a message for anybody inside? Um, I mean, just take the take the first step. I think you know, and and also like live with integrity. Live, you know, if you don't believe in something, stop, stop acting like you do, and just don't don't be afraid as well. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to speak what's on your mind. Don't be afraid to live out how you believe, and just see what happens. They've got much less power than than you think they have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's all up here. Yeah. Literally all in your head. Yeah. 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 I'd love to sit and just keep on chatting with you for like another hour. But I know you've got lots of people to talk to. We do. (laughs) I I think the other, um, I've got a couple more changes I'd like to see that I'll just quickly say. Um, I'd really love Streamline to unblock Olive Leaf Network from all their devices. I still can't believe they they do that. and, And that's just, insane so i'd love to see that change happen um and i'd also love to see the rrt i've noticed that they keep jumping on all sorts of public events that they don't actually doctrinally agree with like they're at you know christmas events and they're at um fun runs that they're not actually allowed to participate in so i'm like why don't they also come along to mardi gras and ramadan festivals and things like that i'd really like to see them be a bit more inclusive in their policies of of who they support such good changes i love it we'll see if our requests get answered yeah <laughs> thanks so okay. much lindy merry thanks lindy merry christmas take care yeah bye hello welcome tom how are you very well thank you very well that's awesome how have things been since your podcast oh really good i i uh, i was quite surprised by the number of people who contacted me um both people who are ex-exclusives and um and also just friends that i've known for you know in, in some cases decades that really had no idea because it's not something that i talk about very much well some people think i talk about it too much but that's another story <laughs> isn't it um but uh, um yeah people that i've known for a long time are like wow we had no idea about all that and so that was interesting just to talk about what you know the changes in my life since i left and so on um and interesting from the point of view of the ex-brethren who contacted me uh depending entirely on their persuasion they were quite sure that either i was still a deeply committed christian or had abandoned that so I, I, because I, as you know i was cautious not to say very much about any of that because i um keep those sort of what my personal beliefs are to yeah. myself as a rule unless i'm asked yeah I have a list of people here that would love to be, we'd all love to be adopted by you. So oh. our generation, there's just a long, long list. And we just want to come and just sit on the couch and snuggle. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, that sounds good. Yeah, so whenever you're good. ready, you know, I can have adoption papers done up. And a lot of us uh. <laughs> of us out here that don't have parents, 
would love to have you as a dad. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Look, you know, I, I, I just think I've had the luckiest life really, you know, um, and, and just to be able to, to look back and sort of see what an alternative universe would have been if my parents hadn't decided to, to mm -hmm. leave, you know, because I, as, as I said in the podcast, I had no inkling or intention that we were going to leave when we did. Um, and, uh, but it's turned out to be the best thing out. Yeah. 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 So Tom, what, out of all of this, what changes do you hope to see in the PBCC? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I really think that we are at a moment uh, in, in the sort of development of technology that's going to make an, an inroad. And I think we're already seeing that for, for example, this podcast, you know, and, and uh, the fact that I think, as we said, and others have said numerous times, people can just go and buy a, a very cheap phone, get connected to the internet and find out what's going on. Because, you know, when we were kids, there was nothing like that. You know, it was all, you had to go to the library and find a book. <laughs> but now you can Google and uh, get onto to Facebook and various other things to, to find out what the world thinks about you. And you might be quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the other questions that we're asking everyone coming on today is like, do you have any messages for any insiders or just the PBCC them, themselves? Yeah, well, I suppose the, the biggest, the, the, the most important single point there is that when, when we think that we have a privileged position and we know the truth and uh, we know exactly how the world should behave, if I look back on my life uh, um, over a period of, well, as I said, I've, I've turned 70, I think at every stage in my life, I've always thought that I was right. Do you know what I mean? I, we always have that sort of opinion that we, we have it sorted out. We know what we're doing. But to be frank about it, if I was to meet myself when I was 20 now, I would think, you know, you were just very misguided. What you were thinking was wrong. And and not informed by any form of educational research or evidence. Um, and so I suppose the message that I would say, that the biggest single message is don't just believe everything that you're told. Go out and find out for yourself. Um, work out for yourself what, what other people in the world who have been working for decades, in, for example, in the area of theology, um, you know, for me, it was an, a complete revelation to find out that there are people who've de dedicated lives uh, to the study of, you know, Hebrew and Greek and so on, and have a very, very different understanding of of the translation of the Bible to, to what Darby finished up with that really has, I think, led the brethren astray. So, you know, that that's one aspect alone. And quite apart from all other types of things like science, you know, the, the science of climate change, for example, you know, uh, it's interesting to me that even in the ex-Brethren community, I think there's quite a bit of scepticism about that, which, mm -hmm. you know, puzzles mm -hmm. me um, because um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the name Dr. Trevor McDougall, but um, he was a, uh, he's a Brethren lad who is my age, um, left at about the same time as we did, and he's now a well-renowned uh, scientist um, last year won the Australian Prime Minister's Science Prize, which was worth a quarter of a million dollars, so it's a very sort of exceptional prize, um, who has researched deep ocean currents for decades 
Um, and, and, you know, these, these sort of things that he would, if he'd stayed in the brethren, he would never have even been exposed to anything like that. Yeah. So the fact that he had the guts to sort of walk out at the age of, I think, 21 or 22 and uh, went to Cambridge and did a PhD and became the world-renowned scientist that he is now is really something that would have been completely missed if he'd stayed. So the message from me is go and have a look, find out that you're really up a backwater. You're not in the mainstream. You're in a backwater. Yeah. And you and to find your full potential in all aspects of your life is not going to be found in there, right? Is you've That's gotta right. you've gotta leave that in order to find your full potential. And I mean that within your faith too, because you're not yeah. going to find out what your faith is inside there. No. No. no I was gonna say on that note that you're you you've said, Tom, is that you know, you're often were told in the brethren that you don't need to go to Fool's Hill. Like I remember Bruce Howell saying that in a preaching. You don't need to go to Fool's Hill to find out about the world. We know about it, take our word for it. And my my question to that is to yourself, is okay, but then how is your faith, your religion, say you want to keep that religion or that faith, how is that genuine? How is that an authentic link with your your creator if it's based on somebody else's judgment, based on somebody else's rhetoric. It's not, it's not your experience. It's not, and, and that's what you're encouraged to do, right? You're encouraged to develop your link with your creator. Then how, yeah. how is that authentic? Yeah, no, he's exactly right. And if you ask um, anyone in the Brethren, you know, what their parents believed, well, you know, it's going to be the same as what they believe and same with their grandparents. So it's, it's, a, it's just handed down. There's no sort of... It, it, there's no sort of widespread evangelical outreach to other, um, you know, people that are not in churches, So, which is completely different to how the rest of Christianity operates. Um, so as far as the the narrowing of knowledge, if you think about the fact that now that the brethren don't have university education and they don't have professional people, their knowledge pool is going to shrink and shrink and shrink over the decades to come. They're just going to become less educated more opinionated um, and probably completely strange in the way that they operate even worse than they are today, I would imagine, if it keeps going the way it's going. Almost primal. Yeah, it's primitive. It's primitive, magical, magical belief. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming back on. Do you have plans for Christmas? Do you do you well, have? Do. Um, yeah, I mean, my my Christmases uh, over the years have changed a lot because obviously, you know, uh, my first uh, family was four young, four boys. Christmas was a big thing, and we used to have the the full on Christmas and lots of people around and so on. And now they're growing up with their kids, um, so you know, we'll have grandkids coming in, Aww. and. Um, uh, and they're also spread out around the world, and that's another thing that would never have happened, I think, in the Brethren um, in the way it has. I mean, I've got a son who's a, a maths professor in in Vienna, in Austria, um, so we'll do uh, uh, a Zoom call with him and his uh, little boy and his wife, um, no doubt, uh, sometime on Christmas Day, and then I've got a son who lives in Melbourne, so we'll probably catch up with him by Zoom as well, and then we'll have a a lunch on the farm um, with uh, some of the, the grandies and the kids, and then we'll have another lunch, I think, in the, probably a few days later with the other side of the family because the family there's lots of different aspects. Once you have 
blended families, there's lots of people to catch up with. So oh, yeah, it'll be catching. Like it'll be catching up, and it'll be just be pottering around. I think a few days working on the farm. Doing you know we're doing a revegetation project um, on the farm, so that's full time for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fun. That's awesome. Sounds like fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your busy schedule to update us. And no, you are welcome on here whenever you want. And well, thank you. Very, I'm very, very pleased to and honoured to be asked to come back on. And I just want to say fabulous work you're doing, Cheryl. And um, I, I don't think you probably realise how much of an impact this is having, um, but you know, keep keep doing it. Yeah. Well, you know what? It wouldn't work without the people coming on. So well, I true, yeah. just very, and it's like, it is people from your generation, Tom, that it's super, super important, right? Like your yep. podcast made such an impact and it's just, it's so important. It's so important for someone of what you went through and where you came from to have come on here. So um, you are one of my top guests. And I just so appreciated you coming on and doing what you did and being as authentic and vulnerable as you were. Like that is what really opened up the hearts to everybody that reached out to me and was like, is he taking adoptions? And I'm like, well, I'm first. <laughs> so <laughs> no, we appreciate it's funny. it. I, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, a number of people said to me that, you know, they were in tears listening to it. Yeah, I'm like, I would cry right now just talking to you. It's I just, don't understand. It's just the facts. It's just what happened, you know. But, yeah. but it's, you know, there is a lot of emotion, I guess, in, in, in what we go through when we leave and how we build our lives. Um, and, and I'm really pleased that it, that, um, that you found it to be beneficial. Yeah, yeah it was very it. beneficial. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas and have a good New Year. Merry Christmas. We'll Thank talk you to you next Thank year. You. Bye now. Much Bye. love. Hi. Hello, my dear. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. We've had a lot of happenings this year, too, along with your own new podcast started. So, yeah, do you want yeah, to just give the listeners and viewers an update on your life since you were on Get a Life, which seems like forever ago? Um, your podcast just hit home to a ton of people. It was one of our top podcasts. So, yeah. What have you been up to since we've seen you last? Well, life changed a little bit in the sense that I, I used to have a little bit to do with um, those in, inside, um, but I uh, was very much um, cut off as soon as that podcast went to air. And what I found most interesting was that um, the feedback was more about my comment about Mr. Bruce <laughs> than any of the other content in the podcast, which was quite mind-blowing considering that some of the things that we covered, um, yeah, it it was just shocking that they could park the rest of the podcast aside and they really focused on the fact that I said, you know, I don't care about Mr. Bruce, I care about what he's doing to get all these millions of dollars from his members so yeah that was interesting and uh my sisters kind of uh said that you know they'd never speak to me again um given the way i spoke about him i couldn't possibly know him and all of that so yeah my i i got quite a shocking uh reaction <laughs> from that um that not that i wasn't prepared for it but you know um, the reality always shocks you, though, like, and it also highlights where their loyalties lie. Like, they're so brainwashed, and like we keep telling everybody, it's always the religion or the cult first. 
over yeah. the, the and you don't really believe it until yourself until this happens and you're like jesus they are they are really really brainwashed yeah and it's just it's just really sad um but as far as my life's concerned um yeah i've been really busy uh, trying to launch my podcast and manage two little kids and then going back to work um it's been pretty full-on but yeah busy as always <laughs> that's awesome do you have plans for the holiday season we do um we're catching up with family for christmas eve so it's a big we do the big thing on christmas eve um and then we just come home we um have christmas day just my immediate family my brother and his children um and then his wife's parents as well um so we yeah have a little catch up at home and barbecue and just real casual i think we're going to the beach on christmas morning and yeah a little different to your christmas i would imagine yeah much warmer yes <laughs> my new has been not bad here i mean we've just got some snow just a dump of snow now but it's been really it's been gorgeous out like we i can't complain this has been a very el nino winter for us but yeah, yeah. um so like a question that we're asking everybody is what changes do you hope to see within the pbcc i just wish that they would scrap the whole um hardline separation really uh, i think that's what does the most damage that's where the most trauma comes in um and also it's starting to i wish they would take accountable for the things that, that are perpetrated against their members um you know they just like to throw everything under the carpet and bury it um and it just does so much damage and it just creates generational trauma that just goes on and on and it's just passed from one generation to the next to the next because they refuse to acknowledge it they refuse to um take take accountability for it um so i think those two things are the most important mm -hmm. i agree and it has been a recurring theme when we ask this question that the, those yeah. two two requests are coming up. Um, do you have a message for anyone inside? I do. Um, I I would like my sisters to understand that um, I hold nothing against them for you know the way they've spoken about me or the the lack of contact, the lack of care that you know you would generally see. Um, would be normal for family members. Um, I don't hold any of that against them um, because I view them with empathy and I consider them also as victims, even though they don't see it themselves. Um, the reason I speak out is because I see them as also victims and I don't want them to have to go through what I, you know, what I've been through or even their children and the next generation. I, I want them to realize what they're a part of and what they are perpetrating on the next generation unwillingly. Um, so I guess I just want them to know that, you know, I speak out because I love them and I care about them and I care about the next generation. Um, it's not because I'm a, you know, bitter opposer. I'm happy with my life. I don't need to, I don't need to do any of this, but you know, it pains me watching, you know, um, the young kids i i see often see pictures of my nephews and nieces and yeah they look happy and they're having a you know wonderful life they're just still very young but what pains me is that i look at them and i see just such a lost potential you mm -hmm. know they for me they'll never get the chance to live their full potential 
um, they'll never develop their true authentic personalities, uh, especially, you know, the nieces, because from day one, they're being conditioned and controlled and suppressed. And, you know, the very critical thinking, um, they're being kept from that very critical thinking that allows them to see um, through the system that keeps them captive. And I, it just hurts me to see their little faces and just see just there's no future for them. Um, they don't know it. They, they think that they've got this wonderful life. But, you know, we see it from the outside, I guess, and that, that's, that's really painful. Yeah. One day someone, one of your nieces or nephews will see this and will reach out and go, you know what, that's what saved me. So thank you for sharing that, Cassie. That was amazing. Yeah, and that's what's sad is that the very fear of that is what keeps my sisters from speaking to me. I mean, one of my sisters said that, you know, she cannot have her daughter knowing um, or having any contact with me or my kids. For And it's purely for the fear of that one day they might reach out. But wouldn't you want them to have somewhere to go? Like, if it came to that, wouldn't you want them to have, oh, I've got a little visitor. But but also, I guess, too, and if your sister is listening to this, like if you're afraid that your kid will do that, if you were totally authentically happy with where you are raising your children, you wouldn't need to fear that. That's what's that sad. Be, that like, would be an yeah, they live in a in a world of fear, and that's sad. They live, and everything they do is from a place of fear, which is really sad. I do believe with the amount of content that we have out there, and I mean, you've got you know, you've started your own podcast with. I mean, any of those nieces and nephews get a hold of that and watch it. The authenticity comes through. To me, when you are your authentic self, you automatically trigger and you i mean we've got these mirror neurons that activate when with someone that we're speaking to that authenticity it lights up and i firmly believe that that is what is going to jiggle around those people who have a sense of their own self versus their indoctrinated self right so i do I like believe, yeah i do believe that when we have this, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so good to have the video out there. They see your face. They, they, they remember you. They get to know you. Um, that's one of the reasons why we did it video and not just audio is so that people get used to our faces. And for myself, it's like, yeah, I do. I want my nieces and nephew, nephews to get to know me and be able to get see me while I'm doing this. Because it is, I, I believe in truth. I believe that truth prevails. I 100%, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I just... I really believe that the truth will prevail through all this. It just takes yeah. longer, right? Yeah. 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 Well, we thank you so much for coming on and spend, I know it's really early there for you right now. <laughs> so thank you for taking no, thank time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Take you, care. Cheryl. You've done and I'll an amazing put a link, job. I will put a link out to Cassie's podcast in the description below for those that thank haven't you. found it yet. Merry Take Christmas. Care, Cassie. It's a slow one, but it's getting there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Cassie. Merry See Christmas Cassie. to all of you. Much love to you. Hi, Rob. Hello, Rob. How are you? Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Very good. Great, thanks. But we've got lovely weather down here. I heard. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the other side where it's it, we've got the white stuff on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So I just wanted to have a quick conversation and we haven't seen you in a bit here on Get a Life. And is there yeah. any updates since your podcast that you want to let the listeners and viewers know, know about? Oh, okay. Well, I think um, something um, I don't think I said in my podcast was, you know how the brethren are strenu strenuously deny that they break out families? Okay. When it, in my situation, this is how Bruce Hales broke out my marriage, right? He said to the priest, so they excommunicated me, and then I was, I was trying to get back to my family because I didn't want to leave at that time. So so that, so what they do, Bruce Hale said to the priest, oh, does he want to get right, and he, is he prepared to set his wife free? Right? Now, that that's code in the brethren for the fact that if you want to get back to your family, you've got to first separate from your wife and need to go back to the church and prove you're loyal and blah, 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 blah. So that's coercion. Eh? That's just... That's just absolute uh, blackmail. So it comes right from Bruce Hales's lips. Wow. And I'd go. I'd be prepared to stand up on TV and say that because, you know, they just they just dodged that one. They they you agree to the separation per their demands, and then they turn around and say that you abandoned your family. Oh, they're so yeah, they're light of the back teeth. But anyhow, yep. Um, you know about this um, Royal Commission inquiry. It's a, it's a first, well, as far as the exclusive brethren go in New Zealand, they've never been investigated by a government um, commission ever in the, in the lifespan of the exclusive brethren. So this is actually one off. And the other thing is um, other other inquiries that have been in other parts of the world, it's only it's been related to sexual abuse, but in New Zealand it's actually related to all types of abuse, like just like family laws, like emotional abuse, coercion, emotional blackmail, the whole work. So hence the reason why the exclusive brethren have really got on the um, Royal Commission's radar. Because they've like because the breaking up of families is is is, is absolute um, abuse, emotional abuse. Yeah. Anyhow, that's, that, that's that's what I was gonna say about that. Rob, what are you um what are you hoping will come from the Royal Commission's investigation? Well, but, so they're going to present a report to the government in March of next year, and I'm hoping that other other government departments will come out of the woodwork, like the charity services and things like that, and they'll start looking into the exclusive brethren. And I also think that um, as far as um, state, no, faith-based abuse, um, closed faith systems like exclusive brethren, Jehovah's Witnesses, I think I'm hoping that they'll um, pass law that says um, um, abuse is a criminal offence because it's not at the moment only sexual abuses. Yeah, I, I that yeah, would be amazing that's, that's to hoping. get that to get a law passed. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much work to be done in getting governments and government yeah. departments to recognise the damage that's done by these groups. And I've had this in conversations like with the Human Rights Commission, for instance, here in New yeah. Zealand, and People who come out of these religious groups, they're like refugees in society, but there's no framework for recognising that. Um, so right. they don't have access to the same levels of support. So just, yeah, if, we, if some of those government departments could just have a proper understanding of the harm that's caused by these groups, that would make a huge difference to people trying to escape. Yeah, yeah. And this this report, is it's, it's coming out in March. Is that what, that's the date, is March? Yeah, that's the yeah. deadline, absolutely. 
and at the moment, like in New Zealand, the, the brethren are really they're keeping under the radar, right? Eh? They're not. Mm-hmm. They're just not. They're not causing anyone any trouble at the moment. No, like, because they know that this really is coming. To, they're yeah. really trying to behave themselves. I know they've flipping got something coming. You know, it's the first time they've ever been up against it like this. Yeah, yeah. And if you could, if you could say something to the the brethren inside or specific brethren members, what would you say to them? Well, yeah. So they've got to stop. They've got to stop. Um, what they're doing at the moment is they'll, they'll stop like people's families from talking to their parents and and stuff like that. They, at the moment, they stop it. They they prevent it, and through fear and stuff, they've got to stop stop doing that. They've got to let families talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. got to cut the sort of stuff out. I couldn't agree more. It's it's yeah. I think that's been the general gist of everybody's thing that they'd like to say or like change they'd like to see is that you know this doctrine of separation. You know, it isn't realistically, it's not protecting anybody. You're just making life miserable or worse for everybody involved. Because hmm, I know, like, I've had conversations with my family since I've been out, and I know they miss me, right? And the only thing stopping them from talking to me is the friggin' hierarchy and in, in, in their minders. You know, that's the only thing stopping them. And, and if it came from the top that, oh, you can. You're allowed to um, have have um, communication with your family. They'd do it straight away with it, you know, straight away. But it has to be actual, true. I'm um, getting rid of that. Like, I mean, we come back to what's been talked already before on this podcast was the faith and practice document, where they had all these changes they said they were going to adhere to. Here's what I mm. just hope doesn't happen: is mm-hmm. that things get shook up again. And then they come around and they say, okay, well, you know, you're allowed to have this contact with your family. You're allowed to have this contact with your family. Mm -hmm. That's read Mm -hmm. out. The box is ticked. But behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. no one challenges it because they know that it's not true. Or you've got the priestly visits still happening because people are having contact with your family. So this Mm -hmm. is, it is a really hard situation when we're requesting this. And sometimes Bruce comes along and he changes the rules for the yeah. paper and for yeah. the commission, but yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily authentically and truthfully change it so that it really happens. Yeah, well, that's why they need to have a law change yeah. to make um, um, and faith-based, close faith-based based institutions. It should be a criminal offence to uh, for abuse, any type of abuse, and then they'd be then they'd have to adhere to that. It's not just a one a flash in the pan, and, and it's not even the se- just the separation either, right? Because it's like it's the priestly visits and the sinning and stuff itself that you have to confess, right? So if, if they say, "Yeah, you can go visit your family now," but they still do a priestly visit, then it, that's not okay because they're still asking you to confess crimes, and they're still hmm. it's still manipulation, co- coercion, and blackmail. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be a complete change that I can't even. I don't know. I can't really even fathom how they could change for the better without a complete falling apart of the system because yeah, it's based on fear. Yeah, they've still they've they've still got to fall apart. I mean, there's still got to be an implosion from the from the from inside. That that's that's still got to happen. <laughs> and any any change any change will have to come from inside. In my view, like we can make all these. Sort of changes government departments can tweak things and weaken office support and so on but uh, well like we can't 
climb into people's hearts and minds to change what they think. Yeah. Like the real, the real pressure for change will come from inside when Bruce Howard realizes he can't push people to a place exactly. that he thought he could. Yeah. And stricter oversight of their education systems, because I think that's bullshit, right? Not being allowed or skimming over certain subjects or blankly not teaching certain science subjects and shit should be illegal, right? Like there should be monitoring bodies that can come in and go, this is unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's something that's been um, really interesting to me over the last few months is, you know, with the book coming out is the number of current and former teachers from One School Global that have got in touch to talk about how concerned they are about the Brethren education system. Um, And I definitely think that better oversight is needed there. Because the impact that it's having on some of those students is um, really negative. Yeah, I agree. Is that is that something that the Royal Commission would have heard about? Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, the Royal Commission was covering every aspect of the community. So, yeah, um, yeah. and the other thing that I think they need is better pastoral oversight. Like in the context of those priestly visits. None of those priests have had training in how to deal with people in vulnerable situations, and there's no education about duty of care or how to properly treat people or when to refer things on. Um, like I look back at some of the priestlies I had, and they were abusive. Um, there was certainly, I certainly didn't come out of them feeling like I'd been helped. Well, that's shocking. Eh? I, I, had to, I had to kick my priest out one time. So just shocking, shocking abuse on and bullying because I've got the power. That's just disgusting, eh? Mm-hmm. I, you used a word. Sorry, uh, but you used a word in your book, Craig, um, voyeuristic, which I found amazing because that is exactly how I felt when I would have priestly visits, where these creepy old guys would ask me detailed questions about how me and a seventeen-year-old made out. Right? Like, mm. who undressed who first? Where did you touch her? I'm sorry. That's yeah. disgusting. The it, thing, these the creepy de- old priests. Oh, the detail that I've never, ever forgotten was Roger Kirkpatrick asking me if I was sexually attracted to one of my local priests. Like, on what planet? Is that a relevant question? Yeah. yeah. I think Bruce Hales himself, he's the one who gets into the details. Eh? He's just a micromanager. Like, he not, likes to know everything. And He'll tell the priest what to ask. It's just disgusting, eh? It's their version of pornography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Well, Thank you Bob, so much for it's, it's a very sick cult. Very sick cult. It is. Yeah. It is. It's very diseased. Mm. Well, thank thanks, you so much, Rob. Rob, for coming on and giving us 15 minutes of your time. We appreciate it. More than I hope happy. you have a great Christmas and a new year. Yeah, great lots, Christmas. lots of Christmas tree in the background. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, you take care. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, Peter. Welcome, Peter. Um, it's been a while since we've seen you or had you on the show. So w- yeah. any updates that you can give us since you we've seen you last? Um, no. I, well, I, I got married um, about six months ago. Well, that's a big update. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. A, a couple of weeks ago, I heard from an insider um, that it got passed around. It's been passed around in there that the reason I left was for another woman. 
Um, so I wasn't surprised to hear that, but it, it pissed me off a bit. Yeah, their rumors. They they love their rumor mills um, when people yeah. leave. Eh? Like they they just make up these ridiculous stories. Yeah. So they um, like they they think that there's no good reason for a person to leave. That the only reason can be that they're they're sick or they've they're running off with another woman or something like that. It's always got to be something scandalous. Yeah. I remember one time they, t- one of my uncles or something said something to me like, did, did, did you join the mafia? I was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, you always used to read mafia books. I'm like, so I read a book and you now you, you know, so, but, so they thought you ran off with a woman. Have they said any other rumors about you? I did underestimate how lonely it would be. And, um, you know, I, I still have dreams. Like probably every second or third night, I have a dream about my family and brethren, weird dreams and that sort of thing. But I don't get too stressed about it. It's just, it's just what's going on in my head. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, Do yeah. you have plans for the holidays? Um, no, we're just sticking around here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's summertime here, so. Yeah, lots we'll to do there. The, yeah. The harbour on the jet ski and. I don't know, just do summertime stuff. Yeah. 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 So one of the big questions we're asking everybody today is what are your hopes to see or what changes would you like to see happen from this PPCC movement? Um, Look, honestly, I don't think they should change. I think the whole thing should just collapse. I think, um, you know, it would be like trying to pull a weed out and just keep growing that they're just, you know, it's a multi-generational thing and they'll just keep on sprouting up bad stuff again. I, th- that's just what I think. I think the whole thing needs to collapse and they all need to go out and find another church or meet at home in little home groups or whatever. Or not. Sorry? I said, or not. You might want to find yeah, another or page, not. You know? Yeah, just, just do what they do. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think of it, you know, I think hoping for a change in there. Um, I, I, don't, I think that's, you know, it's been going on 65 years now, it's bad and possibly even longer than that. Um, as Craig's book, book tells us, it's, um, you know, well, well back there was bad stuff happening. And I think it's just, just think it's been going on so long now that it's just, I don't. I think they're irredeemable, personally. Mm-hmm. What do other people think? I'm kind of on your side, Peter. I like. I don't know. I, I've thought about. Yes, it'd be nice for them to change and, and everything, but like, I don't think there's going to be change without arrests being made, right? Yeah. And they can't even accept. Like, like um, we had uh, what was it, Case- Cassie on before? Um, they can't even accept um any of the stuff coming out like when people listen to the podcast they they hear one word against mr bruce and they disregard the fact that the person was sexually assaulted or raped right like it's insane and 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 all they hear is one thing against mr bruce so when you have that level of brainwashing like could we all deprogram them in some mass education thing 
Sure, maybe, but is that ever going to happen? No, I think it's got to implode. And I think it'll be a slow process of laws coming in, hopefully in, um, you know, Commonwealth countries and America that, that slowly make it so um, they can, that people, when something bad happens in the brethren can reach out and the person gets arrested, right? And then they will be forced to, if you don't want to go to jail, stop doing that behavior, right? That's what I think. And it wouldn't just be for the people on the inside. If the Britain, if the if the PBCC was to implode, it would have a huge impact on those of us on the outside as well. But you look at the work that goes into rebuilding every relationship with every new person that leaves, and if your whole family suddenly came back, like, you know, you can't just pick up where you left off, but there's a huge amount of groundwork that goes into rebuilding those connections. Yeah, personally, I don't even think I'd want to. I was going to say it's very unrealistic and unfair on, you know, us that have have worked years and years of therapy or years and years of internal work to overcome what the trauma that we've suffered, the generational curse that we've broken. It's very unrealistic and unfair for them to, for, you know, to be expected to, well, just, you know, help a mass of people. I think, I think through education and with time, you know, as you know, as long as there's no Jim Jones event, um, which I, I do w worry about because they are very much a doomsday cult in my belief. Yeah, I, I do think education is really important. These po this podcast has been really important for educating people that because, like, like all of us have just touched on that you, the immediate thought is that is out here is just despair and unsuccess and. And far be it from, from us to just live peaceful lives and actually be successful, you know, not based on, not, not measure, a measure of success is not our money, but that's not our metric in which we de define whether our lives have been amazing or not. It's whether you have peace, you know, whether you've found who you are and that those are the important things. Mm -hmm. um, so educate yourself on other li by listening to these podcasts and, and realising that you, there is a safe world you can exist in out here. Yeah. Do you have any messages, Peter, for anyone inside? Just for my family. Yeah, I, I love them to bits and I miss them every day. The pain just, it doesn't get any less. Yeah. And I just love them to see some sense. And yeah, my heart and home still open to them. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you so much for popping on here. And yeah, you have a great Christmas and. A good yeah, New Year's. Okay, so take Merry care, Christmas. Peter. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Welcome, Lara. We appreciate you coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And you guys? Good. Yeah. yeah. So do you have plans over the holidays? I do. So hopefully the plans don't change. Um, I have a very sick child at the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Um, my number one thing I wanted to say about holiday celebrations is that, of course, in the Brethren, they didn't even acknowledge that this time of year was Jesus's birth. And, you know, the whole, whether you believe or don't believe, the miraculousness of what happened and how he came to be. And I remember that's actually the deciding factor for how I decided to leave the Brethren. I got invited by people that were never part of it to go to Christmas Eve service. I remember that. Yeah. And I remember sitting there like 
scared to death to walk into the building sure lightning was gonna strike it and you know like i felt bad for all the people that were gonna get hurt by my bad actions <laughs> and then of course nothing happened right we've all and, been there yeah and then i remember as the service went on and at the end to this day silent night is one of my favorite because they lit the candles and they all sang it and turned the lights down. And I just looked around and I was like, there's no way on this planet that you're the only ones going to the brethren. I mean, going to heaven, the brethren are the only ones. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and I I decided then and there they were full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I knew it anyways, right? I'd already decided I was leaving. It was just when and how. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back and i left december 31st so this december 31st will be my 25 year anniversary of leaving wow congratulations, congratulations. Yeah. congrats yeah. that's amazing and i just the thing about christmas so we were having this discussion on facebook like what do you like or not like about it and where do you do or don't do um presents has always been a really hard thing for me because it felt so worldly like and it's so commercialized in the world out here um that i always hated it and then um recently somebody said well if you think of it from a different light you get the freedom to give presents it's not an obligation you have the freedom to do that now and just as the wise men brought presents to Jesus, then you like the word present or presence can have multiple meanings. Like you get to be in his presence. You get to be present in the moment. You get to give the present and everyone enjoys the present. <laughs> so I was like, I like all the spin on the words. <laughs> Every year, we've always had a tree of some kind or another. Um, well, my husband and I, which has been almost the whole 25 years. We've been married 21. So, um, and then, so that's one tradition. Understanding and learning about um, stockings. <laughs> my first year, <laughs> I gave him chocolates and fruit. <laughs> Because I had only ever read Laura Ingalls Wilder books. And they put fruit in candy because that was a rare thing. <laughs> and he, he pokes fun to me at the, to this day about like, really? You gave me fruit? <laughs> We're not poor. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it's funny and it's fun. <laughs> um and then let's see what's another tradition we always go to christmas eve service somewhere um some years we've gone like um to events where they have like caroling and then of course once you have a child then it becomes even more fun <laughs> all the things you want to do but i always was torn with the idea about lying that you have to do this for Santa. So I personally have never been a big Santa Claus fan. I mean, I let her believe it. I just never really said yes or yeah. no. Yeah. And then she got real mad in third grade. She kind of like had figured it out. And I asked her like, well, you know, do you really believe? Because she's asking me. 
And she's like, no, I know it's you guys. And I was like, <laughs> and then she got even more mad because she's like, you weren't supposed to tell me it wasn't you. You're supposed to let me believe. And I'm like, you already didn't believe. Now I, <laughs> like, I was wrong both ways <laughs> for letting her believe and then telling her not to believe. <laughs> it's so nice, so nice to see. Like, it makes me think back on my family and, I wish sometimes, you know, our family, we could have had that discussion just about, you know, whether we believed in the religion or not, you know, growing up. So it's so nice you're able to have that conversation with your child where most of us have been robbed of that, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's really refreshing to hear. Thank you. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing was, you know how they always said, well, we don't celebrate um, Christmas because you celebrate his yeah, the death? Lord's Supper. Yeah. yeah, the Lord's Supper. And I was like, so if you actually believe he died and rose again to save you, why wouldn't you be just as excited that he was born? <laughs> I've had this conversation with my family before, yeah. You know, what's wrong with one day? <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, we always sell it in our family. I don't know how it was in other places around the world, but... We at least got to celebrate our birthdays. And I'm like, we celebrate our own birth. Why can't we celebrate our Savior's birth? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what changed with this huge movement that we've gotten going? I mean, it's worldwide now. What changes you hope to see come out of the PBCC? One of the biggest changes that I see like that's come about recently is that more because of social media, um more and more people's eyes are becoming open not just ex-brethren or current brethren but around the world about all cults it's becoming more known that there is cults and they can be about anything and everything and what constitutes it and more and more things coming to light and how it doesn't seem to matter which thing you're involved in that's controlling whether it be the government or, you know, groups or whatever, is that um, because of social media, we're able to help people get out. And so some of the things that I would like for them, people who are still in and the whole organization of the brother to change, you know, everybody talks about the three Fs, fear, finance, and family. You need to stop with the fear mongering. God's not a not a fearful being he's a loving being um second your family is your family i don't care what you believe or don't believe and third the finances like hello you don't want anybody or anything in your finances and controlling people with finances is insane like you should not have that kind of control over people's lives and if you have to be that controlling then what's wrong with you that they don't want to be your friends and participate with you except for because of finances. So I, I hope that the, the separation and finances thing is put to bed. I hope that's when my biggest dream would be. I don't care if you want to still believe in that stupid guy. Yeah. <laughs> PDH, but just stop with the, the number of families and, financial de destruction of people and then of course of course for me personally 
quit covering up sexual abuse, spousal abuse, physical abuse, psychological trauma, the lack of sexual education, and then the re-traumatizing by having all these priestlies and asking what you think or feel or happened is just absurd. That is no one's business. I mean, if you're trained in it, you know you don't ask unless that person's willing to talk about it. Just please stop. (laughs) Stop with the protecting abusers, whatever kind of abuser they are. And since your podcast came out, did you get any response from them inside there? Has anybody reached out to you to hear your story or try and make amends? They have no way to. (laughs) They don't know where I am or have any contact and they haven't tried, you know. Um, I suppose they, if they really wanted to, they could, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. They could. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what I found interesting, I don't know if everybody knows, um, but just so that the brethren people inside the brethren know, I did go to the FBI and I went to the police and, um, even though the statute of limitations has expired on my sexual abuse, um, they can be held accountable civilly for what they've done, whether or not I decide to pursue that route. That's still on the table. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, very so. good. And one of our final questions we're asking everybody, do you have any messages for anyone inside today? If you know it's wrong, get out. I don't care what it costs you. I left with the suitcase and knowing my older brother had left. So I already knew what was going to happen to me and saying that you don't have a way out. You do. If, if, if you're minded to leave, you will find a way you, you find a way for whatever is most. I agree. And now more than ever, there's a whole network to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as opposed to when I left at 25, there was nothing, nowhere, nobody. I I don't consider it naive. Um, it, I'm sure a lot of people would. I left only knowing where I was staying that night mm-hmm. with two suitcases yeah. of stuff. It is so and different I, now. There, it is yeah, just- I knew I was leaving it all. I knew so my much courage. answer the phone. Like, But you have to take that step. God can't take it for you. Your friends can't take it for you. And thankfully, I had God-fearing people that told me to go home and ask ask God what to do. They didn't, even though they knew I should leave, they didn't tell me to leave. It has to be your own choice. So you can't make it for anybody. You can't make it for your family. You have to make it for yourself and decide that is worth it. Yeah. And the timing will never, ever be perfect. So stop waiting for that. No. Nope. <laughs> Very good point. That's a really good point, Craig. That's a such a good point because it is something we, I mean, myself personally hear a lot from with the insiders is, yeah, there is just not a perfect time. It's going to be messy, chaotic, wherever you take it. Yeah. And it hurts and it's awful and it's yeah. ugly. I cried. My parents cried. I didn't think I was going to get over it, but eventually you do. And it doesn't matter how messy it is. It's so much better to be free. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much, Lara. Yes. Thanks, have a good Christmas and New Year's. Yes. We're going to be with Jason's family this year, as long as everybody's better. So Perfect. Going on awesome. a Merry Christmas. 
Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Welcome, Todd. It's good How to you see doing, you Cheryl? again. How uh, are you? Good to see everybody. Uh, yeah. I can't complain, actually. It's been quite a crazy last six months, but, you know. Yeah. Do you have any updates um, for us since you've done your podcast that you can share? On I've just been extremely busy at work, um, you know, working t 8, 10, 12-hour days. And then, you know, by the time I get in my downtime, it's, uh, you know, I'm ready for some downtime. So I really haven't. You did go to the police regarding everything. Oh, I did. Yeah. That's um, I have spoken to them a couple times since reaching out to, to them and talking to them. Mm -hmm. um, but I have not gone back in for another meeting with them. You're but there's an investigation. The, the, oh, the yeah. Investigation and, and I just haven't, happen. I really haven't pursued a lawyer yet. I just, you know, trying to, I, I just, like I said, I've been so busy on work that <laughs> that's sort of been a side note for me right now. Um, Do you have plans to slow down over the holidays? Um, um, I, I, you know, we'll just spend time together, me and me and my fiance, but we're not, we're not doing too much. Just, uh, it's just been so hectic the last few months that I've just, you know, I just want to <laughs> literally sit down and relax and watch some football and, you know, just literally get some downtime. Good um, for you. Good for you. It's, uh, what about everybody else? Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. family's coming back. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the questions we're asking everybody on here today is what change do you hope to see come out of the, this movement within the PPCC that's going on? Well, for me, I hope just to get them exposed. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I know there has been exposure so far. I really think, especially in Australia and New Zealand, it's been, you know, I, I think it's for it to start there is probably the greatest thing that could happen. So for me personally, for judges to see this. Yeah. And to follow. I, I think, yeah. I don't know what it's like in, in New Zealand, Craig, but. Yeah, I think there's been a, well, there has been a lot of publicity recently, a lot of attention on who the brethren are. And um, <clears throat> it was really interesting. I did a radio segment a couple of nights ago, um, uh, two hours of live radio on one of our um, biggest radio broadcasters and so many messages from listeners who are like, oh, I live in this town and it's full of brethren and like, what is up with this and what is up with that? And I think there's, like New Zealand has the highest number of brethren per capita in the world. Um, they're very visible here and people are very aware of who they are, but there's still so much sort of confusion and fascination with who they are. And we find every time the brethren are in the news in some way, there's just this outpouring from the public and from former members and also in New Zealand as well from, from current members. Um, and I think like that's a point I would make to people on the inside is all of this publicity that's been happening about the brethren. It's not, it's not the outs. It's not the opposers that are driving it. It's people on the inside. That are driving it, who so are so concerned about what's happening with Bruce Howells and the rest of the leadership, that they are choosing to provide information, they're leaking things um, to bring about change. So this publicity is it's people on the inside that are driving it, not us. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I agree. I think that's where it's going to start, is people on the inside realizing what this podcast is doing 
and and realizing that they have to start exposing from the inside. I think it really is going to collapse on itself, to be quite honest, from people I see and just how they act now. You can sort of see it imploding on itself um, and really bringing it to the head, um, like everybody has said, is, you know, right up to people trying to be, you know, told that they can't talk to their parents. Um, I just had a, you know, an uncle pass away. Um, he wasn't part, he was part of the brethren many years ago, but um, I reached out to my father to wish him my condolence because it was his brother mm -hmm. and he did not answer my call and he just sent a brief message like literally four words saying thank you got your voicemail he didn't want to talk to me you know and I, I'm okay with that but my uncle really stressed in his will that he had no members at his funeral or service so we had to be very very careful who found out about the service and who was attending it. And I have to say my uncle that is out that handled it did a very good job and nobody showed up at that service that was not supposed to be there. Um, so I think that in itself is a great movement where, because I know um, my father said that he would help with the funeral costs and I know you know all would know what they want to do when they take they try to take control of the situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I know my uncle would not my uncle that it was out would not have let that happen. Mm -hmm. So I think we fulfilled my uncle's wishes in that regards. But you know, obviously it was a sad moment to see him go. He was only seventy three or seventy four, but you know, I'm just glad he doesn't suffer. He went through a tremendous amount and to realize that he doesn't have to worry about it or think about it ever again and can be in a much better place is I'm happy for for that. So I think the movement is happening and regarding 2024, I think there's going to be with all you've done, Cheryl Lane and many others. I think there's going to be a big movement mm -hmm. and and there's going to be a lot more exposure and all these leaders are going to realize that they're, they're, this is going to come to an end very, very quickly. Yeah. And once Craig's books get books, get into, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. hands, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, that from what I've heard, like that book obviously outlines exactly what they need to be able to dive in into, which is the generational trauma. Yeah. So, you know, Todd, did you have a message that you'd want to send to anybody inside? Well, my message would be to anybody in there, just really consider what you're part of. Really consider, um, I know many in there that are stuck and really want to get out. Um, and my message to everybody would be, make that move and get out now. Um, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, because I think like Ben said it many times, you worry about what BDH would do when he knows his time is done and people are just going to leave. Um, 
And I, I worry about that with my parents and others that are so in with them in there. Um, I, I would just plead with any of them, my brothers, sisters, family members in there, reach out to us, talk. Yeah. Yeah. We can help you, guide you, and get you into a much better and safer place. Yeah. And also, yeah. all those of us on the outside, we, we have, to those who are inside, we've been in your shoes. We know what it's like mm -hmm. to feel like this. We know what it's like, that fear and confusion and so on. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're speaking from a place of knowledge here. Not We're not yeah. just firing in from the outside. We've all been there ourselves. Yeah. And and we and I, I think the the coolest thing about this is you're meeting people from all over the world that have been in so many different situations coming out. Everybody has somewhat of a different adventure leaving or how they left or why they left. And I think I think like you said, Craig, I think that's the biggest message is that we've all been in their shoes and scared and about leaving or scared about just getting out. Mm. And there's thousands of us. Yeah. 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 And uh, that are all at different stages, all at, you know, it's going to mark seven years for me in June. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just the, I think the last thing I would say before I get off would be to show how successful everybody has been here. Exactly. Yeah. That has come out. And I think that's the biggest thing I want to show my parents. Of course, they'll never come out with it. Is that we've been in good relationships. We've found our found our way. We have good jobs. We've all enjoyed life in many different ways. And that you can make it. There's yeah. so what BDH is preaching saying you're never gonna make it out here is is a lie. Yeah. So what a beautiful way to end that, Todd. Well said. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much, very, my dear. Very nice seeing everybody. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, thank you. Yeah. Take care, good. Todd. And our next guest is Julie from BC. Hello, Cheryl. How Hi, you doing? Everyone. Good. How are you? Good. How has things been since you've done your podcast? Um, pretty quiet, you know, back to work and you know, trying to get back into the groove of things. So yeah. Do you have plans yeah. for the holiday season? Um, yeah, Christmas. Um, usually like my girls and I have always had like this, um, tradition of Christmas Eve opening a present of new pajamas and then we put them on and then Christmas morning we get up and we're in our new pajamas. <laughs> I love it. And we usually do like a family photo and, um, then we open presents and, make breakfast and have a turkey out ready to start making sort of like afternoon-ish yeah. but this time I'm actually having surgery Wednesday so it's going to be up to Papa Ron and the girls to cook Christmas dinner oh wow so I mean I'll, I'm sure I'll be in there too because you know like <laughs> to manage oh yeah oversee everything anyways right? <laughs> so, yeah, so we open presents and we cook turkey and all the fixings. And as you can see, I have a tree up. Gorgeous um, tree. Love it. I actually hate the tree, but it looks good. <laughs> it does look good. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, no, no, no. I need 
Actually, I want one of those pencil trees that doesn't take up as much space. Yeah, that's what I have behind me. <laughs> so my, my living room is really small. Anyways, um, so I think, yeah, that's pretty much it, what we do for, for Christmas. I love it. Pretty simple. Yeah. And you've any updates that you've got since your podcast? I know you sent me some pictures that I really want to share that maybe you can walk the listeners and viewers through of what these are. Oh, yeah. Haven was really like a kid that loved to share and was really full of joy. And she gave so much, um, you know, to the community. She was part of um, like the Baha'i faith people come in and do a JY program. And and so she would like participate in service projects and stuff like that. And so some of these are Baha'is. Some of them are my neighbors. And together uh, we all put together the small but mighty program. Um, because some of the kids in the complex, um, their moms are either not at home or don't cook. Um, and so um, if you go back to the first one, I was just going to mention who's who. Um, in, in the gray blue is Ken. And the next is Tiffany and Shay. Shay and Ken are together. And then there's Amy. She's a teacher. And myself and Grace. And Grace works at the high school. Oh, um wow. And Amy's husband is also a teacher. Um, he's not in the picture, but he was there. And um, yeah, so I love it's been the kind color of, of the shirts. So bright. I wanted to get more, but then I couldn't. So we are going to have to do like a different color, which sucks. But it is a great color, you it know. It just, just radiates the joy and smile, eh? Right. That was kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. And so we have like this program not too far from my house. Um, called Nourish Cowichan, and it's a really amazing program. Um, they put together bags of food for the kids in the schools, all the schools in the whole whole um, area, Duncan, Shawnigan, Maple Bay, North Cowichan. Um, these are sort of like the different neighborhoods. And so we went to, North, uh, to Nourish Cowichan, and Fatima, the lady who runs it, she was like super on board with helping us provide us the food, and it's all through donation, like big businesses will donate money to this program. And she's like, initially, this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's like, come on over, we'll get the kids involved um, and sort of as a service project. So here's uh, two of my kids and Amy's daughter. And they, we were all cutting vegetables and um, some grapes. And then we iced the cakes that you saw earlier. And then uh, we had a wonderful time with the kids. Um, we gave them spaghetti and mac and cheese and veggies and garlic bread. And and uh, they, they were so happy. And sometimes the only time they get food is when they're at school. And this happened to be like a um, non-instructional day. So there was nothing. Um, anyway, so one of the other moms came with her younger kids. And afterwards, we asked, like, so, you know, what did you think of it? Is there anything we could change and make it better? And she's like, oh, it was great. You know, my kids went back, went to sleep right away. So she was pretty happy. So that's pretty much what we've been doing. They're going to do another dinner in a few days. It's going to be turkey dinner it's for Christmas for the kids. Now, Baha'is don't actually celebrate Christmas. They do acknowledge Christ, but they don't see him as a savior of the world, which is you know, the whole reason why we celebrate Christmas yeah, is to exactly. remember his birth. Yeah. So one anyways. of the questions that we're asking 
everybody today is what what change do you hope to see within the PBCC through all these podcasts and these movements that we've all gotten ourselves um, into? Um, well, one, I, I hope that it sheds light. Like the truth is out there now. It can't be hidden anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a space to speak our mind, to speak what's in our hearts, what our experiences have been. It can't be denied. Um, and I hope that changes what happens. I mean, really what I ultimately, I'd love it to just implode, but yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to ask too much, but you know, anything's possible. Yeah. You, know, you know, you have to hope and dream for the big. So, yeah, exactly. And do you have any messages for any insiders in there or just to the PBCC in general? Well, yeah, like there are people out there who are willing to help you there's you can there's resources out there that will help you wherever you need you don't need to worry about having a flat tire there's bcaa you can call and they'll come and tow your vehicle there's you know food bank if you are lacking in food there's so many resources out there and not only just resources, there's lots of us ex-brethren who are here to help Yeah. in a hot second, right? So, yeah. And that really has been, alone. yeah, there, that's been the consensus today with everybody is that there's, there's thousands of us out here that are willing to help. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that it's a daunting thing. Like I remember the day lately, what I've been thinking about is the day that I left and how much it felt like leaving prison in a way. Um, and I actually put myself in a bubble, I guess, in order to protect myself because um, I had no goals. I didn't know where I was going in life. I didn't even know what my next step was going to be. Um, I didn't know what I was going to encounter or how I was going to manage life in general. And it just seems so overwhelming. Um and I wasn't in a like a good situation. I wish I could reconnect with the person that I was where I was staying, but I haven't been able to locate him. But I was able to find my grandfather and build a relationship with him and then through that find my way in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I know some some have had, you know, probably better plans than I did (laughs) plans in general. I I thought I had a plan, but it, you know, and it wasn't the worst case scenario. Like, honestly, looking back, a lot of bad things could have happened to me. I feel pretty blessed. I had angels, you know, I feel like the taxi driver was an angel in a way. And uh, Ray, the guy that I was living with for a short period of time, you know, didn't mistreat me. Um, You know, he, I don't without getting into too much detail, but it felt like he's a little pu- pushy. Um, right. But um, on, on the, you know, it, he, he was a great guy. He didn't mistreat me at all, which, mm-hmm. you know, you, when you're leaving the brethren and you really don't know who you're dealing with, it's quite daunting. Yeah. Cause it's a foreign world. Right. And you don't know what yeah. to expect. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, like we, you know, it's, there's no time is the right time, right? It's just, you've got to be able to just make that step and just know yeah. that you're going to be provided for, right? That even though it's scary, that when you reach out and ask for help, it's going to be there. It will be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And just um, know that um, you will find the strength and the tenacity to make that move when, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, it was, a, I had no plans on leaving. It was like literally a spare of the moment decision. I'd gone to prayer meeting, something happened after prayer meeting, and then we all went to bed and my brother had been staying up drinking and it was just like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I cannot ask my mother or my brother for my father's or my grandfather's information because we all know they're not going to give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew if I had to go, if I went out the back door or the main door that we used, my brother would stop me. And so I jumped out my bedroom window. Wow. So, I mean, cause I just wasn't about to be stopped in any way. And mm-hmm. then he did come and, you know, find me the next day. I left a note on my bed for my mom. And I don't even remember what, what information I even put in there, but obviously something that he could find me because mm-hmm. he was the next day he's at Ray's house. And I said to Ray, don't open the door. Don't answer. It's my brother. And I'm not going, <laughs> but he did anyways. And and I just flat out said to my brother, I'm not coming with you. So you can just leave. And then I remember the day that my, my grandfather came to, to pick me up and we went out somewhere um, we got onto the main drag and the next thing I know is Dave and Yvonne Borum are in their big 15 passenger van and my mother's behind them. And um, I felt, you know, I understand why some feel like they've been stalked and harassed. Yeah. It happened to me too. And yeah, they used to have PVs with me and I just, you know, as you know, as I said on my, in my podcast, I just told them where to just go. It takes to the de- determination, right? You have to have the determination to just want your own freedom and your own life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's worth it, yeah, you know, it really is, isn't it? having the choices. I mean, it's overwhelming to begin with, but I would never give it up now. would yeah. never go back to not being able to think for myself or to question because mm-hmm. I am an analytical person. I question everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, this is one of the main reasons why I'm not in the brethren because I just don't fit into their peg hole, if you will. Like, yeah. 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 So. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us an update and yeah. Sounds good. You have a great Christmas. Everybody else's too. Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. And to everybody who just left, I hope it's the best first Christmas ever. Yes. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you. And our next guest is Alona. Hello, Alona. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Do you have plans for the holiday season? We do. We're actually going to go to a, hopefully go to a church service with friends on Christmas Eve, I think, for the first time in a couple of years. Um, and then I think we're going to have supper with them. And then Christmas Day is our day for our family because it's also Jerry's birthday. So we have um, Christmas Day is our day to have all the kids. So hopefully we get all our kids and all our everybody we want That's in our house awesome. for a yeah. big meal on Christmas Day yeah. night. Perfect. That's awesome. 
So one of the biggest questions that we're asking everybody in today's podcast is what changes do you hope to see the PBCC make? Uh, The biggest change I would hope that they would make is to get rid of their very, very anti-Christian doctrine of separation. That seems to be the theme of everybody today. I wish that they would allow their members to have a true link with Jesus that doesn't involve anything else. And I wish that they would allow them to do their own research and find find their own answers. I agree. I absolutely agree. So your podcast... Um, <laughs> really, really went fast and hard. What updates do you have since you've done your podcast? Um, my favorite updates are I've gotten lots and lots and lots and lots of families that have reached out from the brethren. Um, we're actually going, we have a few families that we're actually going to meet up with. Um, obviously, nobody knows who they are. Nobody's going to know who they are, but there's... Yeah. There's lots of brave people in there that have reached out for help. And um, we've sat in, we've sat in their houses um, and listened to their, listened to meetings on Zoom and stuff. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of people in there that have reached out. That's exactly what I was hoping for. I was hoping, I was hoping to get just to let people know they could reach out to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the, mo- the, the, the biggest get- takeaway that we wanted from your podcast because you were just another family that were, was able to do what you got. You got out with all your kids intact. And yeah. I think that that is, there's a lot of families in there that, are, that sit on the fence, right? Yeah. One foot in, so one foot many, out. So many. Yeah. yeah. And they don't really, they, they're too scared to even talk to each other about it. Most of them, don't know anyone else who is on the fence the way they are, mm-hmm. um, which makes me sad. And I wish there's some way we could, I wish there was some way they could find each other, but it, it is, it's, it's scary. Like people said, like yeah. people end up changing their mind at the last minute and yeah. Yeah. nobody wants to take that risk. And from the insiders that you've spoken to with one foot in and one foot out, what are you finding is the, the obstacle that they're up against in making that final decision. Family. Yeah. It all comes down to family. In fact, finances were such a huge thing for us that I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it's not more that maybe that was just a hang up I had, but Mm -hmm. every single family I've talked to is family. That's who it is. And it's usually their mom. And it was, that's what it was for me too, was my mom. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. yeah i mean and we've spoken with other people on this podcast today that it is is that doctrine of separate separation and even if something does come around with change within it is that it's got to be legit authentic change that happens not just something where a box is ticked and yeah you know, um it, it needs to be an actual law of some sort where that this kind of thing can't happen right and they can't hold it over their heads. Like it has to be a, they have to say 
that you're, you know, like they say, oh, it's up to the family. And then, but there's this underbelly of like, mm -hmm. if you do it, you're going to be in trouble. And that's what's got to go. And you're getting the priestly visits. Yeah. And mm -hmm. people don't like those. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree. What, do you have any messages for anyone inside there? Um, From what, what we've been hearing that's happening in there, my message would be get out now get out and deal with whatever you need to deal with after you're out. It's become an emergency, I would say. And I thought it was an emergency when we left, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more so. Mm -hmm. And would you say now experiencing what you experienced leaving and then listening to what's happening now, would you say it's almost, you don't really need to have the full fledged plan, get out and just, just get out, get out and reach out. And let somebody help you. There's tons of support out here. Um, even if it means you have to dump your house and everything, get out. Come live with somebody. Live with somebody for a minute till you get your feet on the ground. Yeah. Just get out before you lose your kids. Yeah. Or, I mean, for me, that's what I see a lot is there's people that they're frantically trying to get out. In the meantime, their kids are getting married. Um, one person I was talking to right after my podcast came out, she just found out she was going to be a grandma. And oh. I, I know the feeling. I can't imagine leaving my daughter knowing that she's going to have a baby. Yeah. But that's, that's reality for a lot of people in there. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah get out and reach out that's a really good slogan yeah <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt somewhere <laughs> yes yeah just get out of there it's yeah. an emergency at this point yeah, yeah. i would 100 percent agree with that yeah yeah especially especially if you want to keep your family together and you want to keep if you want to raise them to be faithful if you want to raise them in a you know in a christian household get out yeah yeah i agree oh uh, well thank you so much for taking the time out of your work day to slip this in i appreciate it thanks for organizing it that's cool You're welcome yeah I'm excited to see everybody's updates thank you so much alona for jumping on okay. and have a great christmas and a new year you too take care what a fantastic podcast yeah. like having yeah those that was a lot of people I want to remind everybody to please make sure that you subscribe to get a life and make sure you like every podcast. It just helps the algorithm stay up to the top. Um, comment if you can, and that comment can just be a thumbs up, but it's super, super important in order to keep getting through all the algorithm that's put out there is that we have to have the communication on each podcast. Uh, we also have a get a life site. Now it's a shop site, but it also has links to all of the books that are out there. You can find Craig's book on there. That is just, I think that I think the links take you into Amazon and all the different countries. Um, and there's also a place to donate on there. All proceeds, there's not much profit that comes off of there. Any profit that we do make will go to the levers um, fund that we have set up. And yeah, thank you so much, Craig, for staying on and joining us. We lost Ben halfway through. He had to go to work. But I just really appreciate, we, I think all of the ex-member community appreciate 
how much time and effort you have put into this movement, because it's a lot, not only in the job that you do today to day, but in, I can't even imagine, I've just started writing my book and I, it, it's a lot. It is a lot to get through, to finish a book from front, front to finish and sent to a publisher, get everything done. So, and just all of the publicity that's come out of it. I think that this has been a huge, huge boulder that rolled off of the mountain towards the PBCC when your when your book came out. So if you have not read Excommunicated yet, please get it. Reach out to Craig if you're um, needing to have one. Uh, go to our site. It will have one. All links that you need will be below this podcast. And yeah, we just wish everyone a very, very happy 2024. We have new things happening with Get a Life. So please stay tuned with that. And yeah, we're just excited. We're excited with everything that's happening for the next year. Anything you guys want to add? Just uh, uh, have Christmas. a Merry Christmas. Um, and honestly, if you're in there and uh, you're thinking about it, don't wait till 2025. Make 2024 your year. Get the hell out of the PBCC before it explodes. Okay, get off the X, as they'd say in the military, because there's incoming fire. Um, and uh, yeah, have a amazing year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Um, to those people on the inside, all those that we have heard from and continue to hear from, thank you so much. Um, we couldn't do this without you. And for anyone who's thinking about reaching out, always more than happy to hear from you. And um, I think uh, people people often want to make sure when they talk to me that what they say isn't going to end up in the paper. Instead, I would say that the thing that really marks all of us as journalists and podcast hosts isn't what we're saying publicly. It's all the things we're told that we're not repeating um, mm -hmm. because what we're saying to you publicly is just a fraction of what we're hearing. That's so true. Point. It is true. And we don't. I mean, the only things that get repeated on are ones that I am given permission to. So confidentiality is... Of utmost, like we just take that very, very near and dear to the heart um, because we know what it was like leaving and that confidentiality is super important. So yeah, just because Craig's part of a, you know, he's a news reporter doesn't mean he's going to be airing your stuff. <laughs> very good point. And, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Let's make 2024 the year that this all happens. Much love to everyone. If you are in a high-demand religious group and need help, please go to alloflief.network. To share your story or be a guest on the show, email info.getalife at proton.me. Please remember to like this video subscribe to get a life and comment.